The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Friday, December 8th, 2023. I am at Joel Pearl, and it's time to get in the weeds. Before we start, a couple of notes. One, to my Jewish friends, happy Hanukkah. Jeremy, yes, you have a note as well? No, you said one. I was counting with you. That was one. Okay, you're doing the count. Ah, ah, yeah. Ah. Okay. Uh, and number two, I've completely forgotten what number two was because Jeremy just completely threw me off. So clearly we're having a great start to our morning. Balloons is number two. Oh my goodness. No, you know what number two was? Happy birthday to my brother. It is my brother's birthday. My real brother, my shoot brother. It's his birthday today. I don't know if he watches, but I know that he cares. So here I am wishing you a very happy birthday. So there we go. Jeremy Lambert, how are you this morning? Oh, I'm I'm well, Joel. You know, I've uh I've uh spent my morning listening to Seth Rollins and uh he had a lot to say that I'm sure we will we will get into. But we got a big show today. We got a packed show. We got a tremendous show for everybody. We do, and it's not hyperbole. In fact, we're gonna get right to it. We have a couple of interviews today, and uh well, let's bring on our first interview. We're very, very excited to uh to welcome on from Hyperfocus Games. The, uh, the CEO and also the part of the creative team behind Ultra Pro Wrestling that's coming to a million different platforms near you. We're looking forward to the conversation we're about to have with the one and the only, wait for it, dramatic pause, Sam Vallely joins us now. Good morning, Sam. Uh, good morning. How are you guys doing? Well, I guess it's not morning where you are, but it's morning for us, so that's good, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Closer into the afternoon. Thank you for joining us this morning. Yeah, thank you for having me on. We, we appreciate you joining us, Sam. Uh, I mean, let's let's just jump right into it. I, I don't know how many fans are familiar with Ultra Pro Wrestling, but a quick little background here. So you are, for those who have, have seen the videos, it is largely based on the WCW, NWO Revenge, WWF No Mercy, like that engine, the Aki engine, correct? Yeah, that's right, yeah. That, that's okay. the... That's the the main inspiration. We're not trying to hide it or anything like that. We're directly saying that this is going to be... Um, I don't really like to use the word clone because we will advance on what that engine was, but we, we are looking at that as the, the core focus for the, the base of the game. So, okay, so in, in using... Sorry, Joel. Uh, in, in using the, the engine there, I did want to ask, you know, besides the engine... How do you how do you balance like making sure you're putting enough into that, but also giving fans something new to where it is not like an exact clone of like, oh, why why wouldn't I just play WWF No Mercy uh, instead of this? Sure, I mean uh, those games had some limitations just of being uh, older games. Uh, certain things like you know you're, you're limited to four characters in the ring at one time. Um, you don't have a referee. Uh, they, they did have a guest referee type match where a player could 
take control. Uh, but you never had like an in the ring AI referee. Um, so yeah, just looking at how the technology is advanced and all that stuff, you sort of see like that there's a whole community of people that still go back to those games. They mod those games. Um, but you know, modding, there's only really so much you can do. You, you can't add a referee in there. Um, you can't increase the number of players. Uh, you can't, well, I think someone did make an online mode. Uh, so I, I stand corrected on that. I, I think I've said in the past that, you know, those games, you can't play them online. I think someone did manage to crack that at one point. Um, but by and large, anyone who buys those games, if you're still playing them on the N64, uh, you can't play those games online. So that's something that, you know, is now, uh, more prevalent these days. Um, but yeah, just actually going into the match mechanics as well. Um, those games, you, you sort of saw the evolution of those games from the, the first uh, virtual pro wrestling game to what ended up being the kind of last one, the No Mercy. Um, there was a gradual evolution in what they, uh, they, they just kept increasing the amount of moves that you could do uh, from different positions in the ring. So we want to sort of continue that trend. Um, actually, AEW Fight Forever they did something very similar where they looked at what you could do with those games and advanced it forward a bit. Something like um, uh, grapples uh, with the ropes, rope grapple uh, stuff. That wasn't something that you had in those games, but that did seem like an evolution. Like those games, if they had kept going, they probably would have had stuff like that. They probably would have had uh, 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 guardrail grapples, um, you know, using the same sort of mechanics, but just you know, expanding what you can do in different areas. So that's what we want to do as well. We want to take those games, look at those games and use that as a baseline. Um, but then just try and sort of speculate as to where those original developers might have took that engine uh, had they kept working on it um, all those years. So that that's that's what we want to do. When AEW was working on Fight Forever, they put a lot of emphasis on the, the moveset and, and really upgrading that game what's it going to be with ultra pro wrestling? What's going to get the gamers excited? Is it the moveset? Is it the stories? Is it a mix? Because I know that, you know, different strokes, different folks when it comes to gaming, especially in wrestling. Uh, one thing that was big on the AKI games was the creation suite. Um, the fight forever. I think they sort of, I think they probably built all their base characters and then almost as an afterthought thought, Oh, we should have a creation system. Um, but with uh, Ultra Pro Wrestling, this is from the start being uh, a creation-heavy uh, game. So every character in the game that we have is already part of the creator wrestler system. Um, so there's no separation between the, the characters that we have in the game, the DLC characters that, that we will have, uh, and created wrestler. It's all the same stuff. So any character that's in the game, you can use their attires, you can edit them, Um you can change the colors of their attires. Because um, I think that is, with the, the Fight Forever, with it being sort of an afterthought, there was limitations on what you could do. And, and you can really integrate a lot of the attire items to the main roster. Um, even with some of the create a wrestler attires, uh, I think I remember seeing there was like a sting hat, but you can't change the color of it. You had to have like a different, you would have a black sting hat and a purple sting hat. Um, but, you know, with what we've done, uh, that creation aspect has been a core focus from the start. So everything that that's in the game is is um, in the creator wrestler is uh, malleable. You can you can change the colors, uh, the materials, the decals, 
Um, so yeah, we're really heavy on the creation aspect. Um, obviously, the, the gameplay is uh, important as well, but <laughs> I think people um, pe- people tend to really appreciate how much effort we're putting into the creation side of it as well. When it when it comes to the the creation, I do want to get into the the legends that you have in the game as well. But what, like when it comes to the creation, are we going to be able to get as close as possible to putting like a, a Kenny Omega in the game? Because I know for a lot of fans, like we want to have the actual wrestlers that that are in the game to be able to play as them. Yeah, I mean the way that we're approaching it is um, we didn't want to go for realism because we thought especially if you look at some of the later um, 2K games, anytime you create a character, because it's in such a realistic environment, if you create a character and it doesn't look right, um, it it looks like a created character. It looks like it sort of sticks out like a sore thumb. So so intentionally we've we've sort of went for a almost Disney Infinity sort of style. Uh, It's just a little bit more of a cartoony style. Um, and, and we think that that lends really well to being able to create, you know, lots of people. I, I always use Bret Hart as, a, as an example, um, but yeah, Kenny Omega as well. If, if you create that character, um, because they all look sort of a little bit cartoony and we're not going for hyper-realism, I think you get away with it a lot more. If you create Kenny Omega in Ultra Wrestling, he should look like he fits in with the rest of the characters um, and, and not look like just a... a a created wrestler that that's that's the goal anyway although it would be very funny to watch the 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 wrestlers that you've created interact with like the AEW version of the kenny omega <laughs> render that they have oh that'd be, that'd be funny but anyway that's uh, let's talk about free agency and the, the dlc content that you've created there are certain wrestlers that people might uh might find very fun and very interesting on your your, your dlc roster canyon uh, and the mortis character as well paul orndorff uh, Warhorse for those who are <laughs> that was it. Uh, talk to me about the process of getting these free agents to sign on and be a part of the game, and uh, also just you know who who was more exciting to to talk to, or who was like most exciting to you to to bring on for this project. Um, well, <laughs> funnily enough, the the person that was most exciting for me um, was someone who uh, was a bit of a. <laughs> it's a, a Okay, so this this guy, I can't actually mention him just now, um, but he's basically going to be in the game, but he didn't know that he's um, he's got a deal that, that doesn't allow him to do that. So, unfortunately, uh, he can't do it just yet. He needs to wait on this deal running out. Um, so, <laughs> unfortunately, the guy that I'm most excited about, I can't actually name. Um, but, um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, Demolition was... I mean... I, the process of going about getting these guys um, was, I mean, going back, you know, these are, you know, we built this game off of fictional characters. Uh, and I had always ha- had this hope that one day we could do this DLC idea and have real wrestlers in the game. But I always thought that this would come way later. I thought this would come once the game's out, once we've made a bit of money, we can then approach these wrestlers. Um, but, you know, our artist, Hal Haney, um, he happens to have a lot of connections with these wrestlers. Uh, we've, all, we've also got um, our social media guy, Anthony. He happens to have, he used to run WCWlive.com. So he 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 knows so many people from uh, back in the WCW days. Um, so yeah, just between these two guys and some other people, uh, we've managed to get a whole bunch of contacts. Um, 
So we just reach out to them. We explain the situation. You know, we're not, because we're a small company, we're not really in a position um, to pay them an upfront fee. Usually video games, what they do is they, they give them a percentage of the sales, um, but they'd also give them an upfront fee, which would usually be about half of what they expect to make um, f- from their, their participation in the game. Because we're not able to do that, uh, we came up with this system uh, for them to be DLC characters. Um, and if and if they agree to do that, we'll give them half of whatever the, the, the DLC makes, um, which in, in video game terms is like a, a massive amount. Um, so it's, it's, it's sort of compromise. Like, you know, we're not able to give you this upfront fee, but if you trust in us and, and, and want to sign on, we'll give you half of whatever the DLC makes. Um, so that's been the approach. That's how we've uh, approached everyone. Um, and yeah, it's just been, we, we've had a lot of great responses. Um, there's only one person really that, that was kind of skeptical about it. Um, I'm not sure if I should say his name or not, because uh, I kind of want to circle back with him and see. Uh, he, to be fair, he was actually the first person that we asked. Um, and I think because we had no one else signed on, uh, maybe it was a sort of red flag, like, you know, who are these guys kind of thing. Um, so so we've only really had one person that was like, mm, I'm, I'm not sure if I'll pass kind of thing. Um, but yeah, we'll, 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 we'll circle back with him uh, eventually. I am excited to play as Too Cold Scorpio. Hopefully no, there's no issues with Too Cold Scorpio. Uh, one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. One of the most underrated wrestlers of all time. <laughs> Yeah, I, I didn't speak to him personally. Uh, that was Hal, but uh, Hal was telling me he's really just chilled. And uh, yeah, yeah, he's he's, uh, he's been really good uh, talking with Hal and everything. Uh, talk to us a little bit about the online play. Will there be any any cl- cross online play? And then how how to keep fans like continuing engaged with online play? Because I think that's where kind of AEW's game fell a little bit short. Is the the, the online play was a, a little laggy, and then once you got away from that the the offline play there it wasn't too depth uh so yeah any any cross play with online and then just the overall game modes online play um yeah i mean it it turns out it can actually be quite expensive um to to get that all set up uh just with these platforms and uh all the sort of stuff that they have the barrier entry that they have uh but that is definitely the goal for for what we want to do um we actually have this idea for this online mode uh, where there's a championship, uh, the, the internet championship. And basically the idea is that there is only one of these title belts. Uh, so it's not something that you get as an achievement uh, when you've played so many online matches. Um, there's literally one person that, that exists in the world that will have this title. And obviously we'll have some sort of, you know, if he doesn't defend it in, in uh, a certain amount of time, then it'll get stripped and it'll go to, you know, some sort of uh, tournament or, you know, Royal Rumble type thing. Um but yeah, that's our plan to, to have this one championship. Um, so we don't really want to have to limit that to one championship for Xbox, one championship for PlayStation. So it, it really is, it's built into our goal for the online for it to be cross-platform um, so that we can celebrate this 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 one uh, championship holder. And, you know, it, it gives it a little bit more prestige if there's only one of them uh, rather than an Xbox one and a PlayStation one and all that. So, um, so yeah, that, that's definitely uh, part of the uh, what we want to do. 
Yeah, I was reading about this uh, Monday Blast, the online Monday show that uh, UPW wants to do. I think that's fantastic, uh, especially if you guys are doing something with live commentary and fan feedback. Is that kind of like a, a Twitch integration or, or just like a multi-platform gaming website integration? Or like, what's the idea there? Because it's so it's so different and really cool. Yeah, I mean, we we I definitely would be on Twitch, um, uh, but we also I don't know. I'm I'm looking into a way of people who have the game being also just to, to watch uh, the the stream inside of the game. Um, not entirely sure how that's all going to play out, uh, but obviously we just want to try and make it uh, accessible. And And the idea is to have it as, um, t- treat it like it's a real show, treat it like it's a, you know, uh, like a Monday Night Raw, like every Monday at whatever time um, we'll put on Monday Night Blast, we'll have actual uh, commentators, we might even expand on that and, you know, maybe once a year we'll have our version of uh, WrestleMania and we could rent out a big hall um, and actually have the people who who are uh, wrestling and defending the titles actually come to this, this event, um, you know, and have a crowd and all that stuff, uh, present them with a real championship and all that. So, um, so we've got like big plans for that. Um, we obviously need to do um, a lot more work to get it to where it needs to be, but that is, that, that is the goal. Um, yeah, for anyone, yeah. for anyone who's unaware, there's uh, something out there called Games Done Quick, GDQ. So this is something that works, that you have live commentary over people playing video games, and it's very popular. This is something that, uh, again, for the skeptics, like this is a thing, and it works. I would love to see it uh, play out. Um, the, and then my, my kind of last one here, the, the offline play, the legacy career mode is I'm a big offline gamer. I don't like getting online. People are mean to me when I lose. Um, I love playing, I love playing the, uh, the career mode stuff. And and from, from what I'm reading, it seems like there's a little bit taken from legends of wrestling, which is, I think kind of underrated in where you like play through the decades (laughs) and stuff, which is really fun. Talk to me about the, the legacy career mode and kind of the depth of that. I mean, yeah, Legends of Wrestling is certainly an inspiration because of, um, I think it's the, I can't remember if it's the second one, um, but uh, one of them has a whole bunch of real world arenas. Um, yeah. Bow Palace and all that. So, so yeah, just seeing that, like that was an inspiration to be able to go to have lots and lots of different uh, arenas. Um, uh, but, but yeah, so the, the, the actual um, career mode, the legacy career mode is, the idea behind that is um, you can basically create a character or select a character that, that's uh, already in the game um, and you just live out their legacy. You know, if it's a created character, you, you obviously want to um, carve your own your own legacy, your own path. Um, so, you know, it is quite a, a big um, concept. It's not really something that's been done necessarily. Uh, the the AKI games, uh, No Mercy, they had a sort of a similar sort of story mode in that you had these, um, you basically had like a, a branching sort of uh, path. You know, you make decisions, you go down a different path. But that path, that that whole uh, tree, will is kind of set out uh, before you even start the game. So we wanted to do something a lot more dynamic where there are these branching paths, but they're sort of generated on the fly. Um, and it takes into account everything that's going on in the world. So it, it just creates this really dynamic experience where you can go to any promotion, uh, you can make friends, you can make rivals. Um, and then you'll have a choice uh, to some degree as to what story path 
is sort of um, placed upon you. Um, and, and it might be that story path only lasts, you know, a couple months or something. You know, maybe that story path is uh, like the, the, the Shawn Michaels, Marty Jannetty story path where you're in a tie team, but then you end up, you know, blowing up and having a big fallout. And um, it, it, these story paths, we kind of refer to them as angles, you know. We, so we have a whole list of, of angles that are suited to certain players, certain um you know, if you're a brawler, you might be applicable to one angle, but maybe not applicable to another angle. Um, but the idea is, yeah, so it's, it's 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 a massive world with lots of different promotions. You can switch between them. Um, you can work your way up and down the card. There's sort of like, you know, rookie, mid-level, uh, main eventer uh, type positions on the card. They all have different angles associated with them. Um, so the idea is hopefully you would play the game, the career mode, and you would never really experience the same uh, path twice because there's just so much going on that it's almost like um, it's almost like the butterfly effect. You know, is one decision that you make uh, can change stuff that happens like years later. Um, so it is ambitious. It's a big project, but we've got uh, we've got lots of documentation on this. We've got like 400 pages of you know doc- documentation on how this is all going to work. Uh, so it's 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 looking good. It's looking achievable, but it is uh, is quite a big uh, ambitious uh, goal. Uh, if you have the time, I got two more for you. Sure. First one, you have the 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 ring that you're usually using in the in the game is a four sided ring. However, there is an option to do a Mexico arena with a six sided ring. How's that going to mess with the physics of the game? Is this something that's just kind of in development as an idea? Like this is something that's really cool to me because most games just feature one ring. That's it. Yeah, it's it doesn't actually mess up the physics too much. The only the only time you really encounter a problem um, is uh, with some of the grapple the the corner grapple moves. Um, so there's that there's that move where you sort of uh, come up on the second rope and then knee the guy in the face. Um, with that, right now, the way that we've got it set up, um, the, the ropes are in a, in a four-sided ring. They're like, you know, a 90-degree angle, 45, whatever it is. Um, and so in the six-sided ring, they're, they're not that. So your foot doesn't actually go onto the rope where it's supposed to go. So there's a few little um, things like that, but I'm sure we'll we'll, we'll come up with a good workaround. Um, but yeah, I mean, it does, I guess, change a little bit of the mechanics of the way you play the game. Um because you know, if you run towards the corner, you obviously have to hold a certain direction. Um, there has been a few times when we've been playing it, and you're trying to run into the ropes, um, but you end up hitting the corner. Um, so there's a few things that we, we we've got an idea of how to work out so that that doesn't happen. So um, it's looking like it's all going to be fine uh, and no issues. Um, but yeah, obviously we're still in that development process. We're still, uh, you know. Uh, literally programming all this stuff uh at this point in time so but yeah no it's looking good that's very cool i'm I'm looking forward to seeing how that works out and uh and last thing i want to know is how did you guys uh link up with hal haney who's been doing all of your artwork because they do incredible work yeah literally just um so we we launched the kickstarter back in february um and the the trailer on that kickstarter that was all the characters that i'd sort of come up with and uh you know the character models were um a little lower quality. They were a bit different from the ones that we have now. Um, but I knew at that stage what I wanted to do with this career mode. And I knew I needed like a hundred, maybe even more, uh, 
unique characters. Um, and while, I mean, I was willing to, you know, just sit and <laughs> get a pad and, and pen and just start writing down ideas, um, but obviously I, I, I want to more focus on the actual programming. I don't want to give myself too many jobs. So I did start actually looking to see if I could find any artists that would be interested uh, in coming up with character design. Uh, my, my brother actually started uh, doing some designs for me as well. Um, but then I found Hal Haney on uh, Twitter and the characters that he did were, were just, because he, he'd already done about 10 of them or something. And I remember seeing these characters and being like, wow, they would fit really, like they would they would transition to Ultra Pro Wrestling perfectly. Um, so yeah, I just messaged him, asked him if he was uh, creating these characters uh, under any sort of commission or, or anything like that or if they were just his own creations um and he was like no i'm just creating them you know uh I, he said he, i started creating them thinking maybe they'd be good for like a video game um and i'm like oh well <laughs> you know <laughs> that's why i'm that's why i'm messaging you um so yeah he actually he's big into the saturday night slam masters uh game and so he was actually creating these characters for um for that, that could be potentially used uh in a game like that um, so I was like, yeah, that, that actually sounds good as well. And I'm like, we could actually do like a mobile version of Ultra Pro Wrestling that would be like almost like a Saturday Night Slam Masters clone, you know, um, so that we can put those characters in that environment as well, because that's what his original intentions were for them. So so that's an idea that's uh, that's out there as well. But obviously that'll come, you know, uh, a bit further down the line. <laughs> we, we do have a, a writing question that uh, I want to address and see if we get an answer to uh can you ask if the creative wrestler will be shareable in some way with other players uh yeah we definitely want uh community creations um we actually have in the creator wrestler we have a texture editor so um you can go on and literally sort of brush onto uh the the attire items um so we started thinking you know if someone spends a lot of time uh making a really detailed uh, like if you think of maybe RVD or something who has a, has an outfit that's you know very intricate and very detailed. Someone spends a lot of time doing that. We don't expect everyone playing the game to to have to go to that uh, effort to to recreate that. You know, so um, so the idea of someone being able to create something that you know is considered kind of perfect, like the, the perfect Bret Hart, the perfect uh, Shawn Michaels, whatever. Um, then yeah, we 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 definitely think that you you have to be able to to share that. We have to have some sort of way for people to uh, to share those those creations. And so I guess there's a few different ways of doing it, and we're still looking into what's the best way of doing it. Um, but yeah, uh, sh- sharing creation uh, items, uh, cross platform play, all that stuff. It's all it's all kind of at the heart of of uh, of what we want from this game. Sam, we appreciate you joining us this morning. Uh, let everybody know how they can keep up with the game and, and when fans can also expect to play the game. Sure. Um, Twitter, I think, is pro- or, or X um, is probably the, the, um, the, the best way. for that. I think that's where we have the most amount of followers and that's where we get the most amount of engagement. Um, we do have a Discord as well. If anyone wants to join, just uh, send someone on Twitter uh, a message and, uh, and we'll give you a Discord link as well. Um, in terms of when it's coming out, well, we're kind of we we have our fingers crossed that we could uh, have it out by the end of next year. Um, if anything does come up and delay uh, that, 
Um, there has been a couple of delays that um, have actually improved the overall game. Uh, I won't go too much into it because it's, it's a big, long <laughs> conversation. Um, but what I'll say is if there is any delays, um, just know that it's not out of laziness or, or anything like that. Um, if, if there are delays, it's because we are improving uh, the game. So so the goal is the end of next year, um, but we'll, we'll see. You know, that, that's, that's still a long way away and uh, there's a lot that can happen in between now and then. Good. Thank you for joining us, Sam. Keep keep sending me uh, anything you got as far as promotion. We um, appreciate y- you and your team reaching out. Uh, you know, we try we've tried to cover the game as best we can, and uh, you guys reached out and was like, "Hey, like set this up." Was like, "Yeah, we, our audience. We have a big video game audience." So it was it was a nice crossover here. So keep sending me any stuff, any update, any updates. Uh, we really appreciate it. And good luck, uh, continued luck on the game. Yeah, I will do. Thank you so much. Thank you, Sam. Thank you. Thank you. There we go. Sam Valley from uh, from uh, the Ultra Pro Wrestling game. I'm I'm looking forward to this. The more we've chatted about it, and the more that we uh, got a few answers, there was some really really fun stuff in there. I we got a big crossover with the video game stuff, Joel. I mean, you know how excited fans were, like our audience and just fans in general were for the AEW game, and That's right. unfortunately, it it didn't. It lived up to some of the hype, but like. I don't. I can't speak for everybody. I can only speak for myself. I played it for maybe like a day, and then I was like, "All right, that was like fun." There just wasn't a whole lot of depth to it, you know. Like I, I don't know how much you played it, Joel, but like I did the, the being the elite thing. It was so regimented. To, like is like you had to follow this path, and it's like, eh, I don't want to follow this path. Like that's what I appreciated of how he was talking about with the, the, the legacy mode of like, Oh, it looks like you can branch off to, to a bunch of different ways and everything. Yeah. Ryan saying fight forever needed a universe franchise mode. It a hundred percent did. And there would, there just wasn't a whole lot of depth and the online play was a little clunky. They tried to add stadium stampede. I think that was a hit for again, like a day. And then people were checked out on that gameplay can get you kind of far gameplay. Can't get you as far nowadays. Like there's gotta be real depth to games to keep people sticking around. I'm a big fan of the fact that uh, Sam mentioned how big the creator wrestler and the creation suite is going to be, because that is something that keeps people engaged. You see it all day long. People are creating arenas and championships and uh, different wrestlers, new wrestlers, old wrestlers all over like the WWE games, for example, those, those keep people engaged. There are people playing, you know, old WWE games from, you know, 2k, whatever, and they're staying engaged with the game. And that's pretty cool. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to Ultra Pro Wrestling. I almost called it United Pro Wrestling because I did <laughs> off the air earlier and that was my mistake. But uh, no, we really appreciate Sam and his team for, for reaching out and, and getting uh, getting some time to, to talk to us today. Yeah, really fun. I'm looking forward to it. I know it's still like a year away. Uh, he said, you know, they're hoping by the end of next year there there might be delays on that. So it's a ways away. But you know, look how excited people are for the the new GTA game, and that's still a year, two years away, possibly. Um, but I'm I'm looking forward to it. We need another good wrestling game, and 2K has made a lot of strides. Uh, you mentioned like the the customization, like that keeps a lot of people coming back. The gameplay fell short for years and now they've at least fixed the gameplay um i'll still play 2k just like the gm mode just because that's the kind of stuff i'm into and because you can do a lot of stuff with that give me a sandbox type game because i'll keep coming back to that no matter what i'll play nba 2k 
I, I think the gameplay is really good on that. I'll just play different scenarios because you could start in the Jordan era, the Bird era, the she- or the Kobe era. Sorry, it should be the Shaq era. The LeBron era. Like you can start in all these eras. You can do all these fantasy drafts. And I'm like, there's so many options that I'm almost overwhelmed. But it's like, this is fun to do. This is cool to do. I can play this scenario. And like, that is what, that's what's fun for me personally as a gamer when it comes to, so otherwise sports games with the old argument is like, okay, it's just a, it's a $60 roster update. So yeah, I don't want to pay for that. But if you give me all these customization options, sure. I'm a little bit more, uh, I, I'll go a little bit more into it because of that. And online too, especially for sports games. Online gameplay is such a huge, huge uh, benefit. You get to interact with other people. It's, it's, See, I don't, I don't do, I don't do online. I told you that. Like well, you gotta give me family, even just family style. Like if you, if you want to play, you know, with the kids or whatever, like it's the interaction with others is, is sometimes something that people are really after. See, that's why I, I need the customization offline. I need the sandbox stuff offline because I just, I don't do online. That's why I can't play the NHL series for that long. It's like the customization just isn't there when it comes to franchise mode. Let me use Peter Forsberg in a franchise mode. Like, let me do all of this kind of stuff. But it's just like, eh, here's your teams. Go with it. Everything's playing out one way. You just keep playing the games and like, you don't change a whole lot. So um yeah i'm not i'm not not an online person just never have been i get it kids are mean they're the worst they are man like they yeah. beat you and then they're just like they they trash talk and all this stuff i played mike straw online that was i was like it was the only time and you know my my kids don't play like sports games they they like watching me play they're like this is very realistic but they, they're not going to play with me. They, they got their own games that they're playing. And I'm very bad at those games. Then they trash talk me when they're beating me in these games. I'm like, that's because all you do is come home from school and you just play these games for eight hours. I'm sorry. I got a job. and got to work all day, children. They also know how to cut deep with their insults because they don't have filters. Kids no, are rude, don't. man. They're the worst. So mean. So anyway. mean. We have, we have plenty to talk about. We also have another interview coming at 1130. We're going to have Katrina Creed joining us. If you don't know who Katrina is, uh, for those of you who are in Canada, like I am, especially in Montreal, she is the IWS Women's Champion. She was also in a match on the Ring of Honor tapings from this past week uh, on Tuesday, actually, at the Collision tapings. She was in a match uh, that's taped for ROH. We're looking forward to talking to her about that. And Kenny was also on those tapings, but he doesn't do that anymore. Uh, just a, no, just it's a, mine. Yeah, no, it's yours. I was thinking about that. Uh, and and also, we're going to talk about Women's Wrestling Syndicate. That's Lufisto's new uh, women, all women's uh, promotion. And Katrina is almost certainly going to be a part of that, given the geographical location and the fact that it's going to be tied to IWS, where Katrina is the current women's champion. So we're looking forward to welcoming her on the show in about an hour's time. Uh, Jeremy, we have we have a lot to talk about. Stuff that stuff that literally came out this morning, stuff that happened last night that people may not uh, be aware of. There's some MLW stuff we can talk about. We can talk about a couple of Impact notes. I mean, I do want to talk about Impact because the two major stories that came out last night, just to start us off, uh, the first one is that, uh, according to Fightful Select, Deanna Perrazzo is set to explore free agency. Uh, she is a free agent as of January 1st. Doesn't mean that TNA or Impact isn't going to try to make a play to keep her. But as of right now, the general feeling uh, is that she is going to explore that. What uh, What do you think when you read that? Is there an excitement there? Is something, or do you think that she's going to just you know stick around TNA and and hang out there for a little while longer? I don't want to mean I don't mean to get like too deep into this, but I didn't think anything when I read it because I saw Diana at Wrestlecade 
and kind of knew this was coming uh, in short order. Wow. So when <laughs> when the news dropped, I was like, oh, okay, that's when everything's coming coming up and everything. So that's why I didn't think too much of it. Um, I think Deanna Perrazzo is going to get paid. I think Deanna, Deanna Perrazzo should get paid. I think she should go to WWE just to get a win back because she's never won a WWE slash NXT match. So I just wanted to go there to get a victory. Um, now she's going to, as we always say, when it comes to all this stuff, what does the performer want, right? What, what do they want? She's going to, she can continue to be a big fish in TNA slash impact, but she's also kind of done everything there. She's wrestled everybody. She's main evented. She's won the titles. I know she hasn't been TNA, and maybe that appeals to her. Is like, oh, I want to be a TNA knockout, not an Impact knockout. But otherwise, like, she's kind of done everything, right? What is? I'm I'm asking you, Joel, someone who covers in- Impact for the site. Like, what is there to for her to do in TNA? It's a really good question, and the answer is other than the World Championship, nothing. Just storyline driven stuff. And you and I, again, this is one of the reasons why this is really interesting on this show is because Deanna Perrazzo was our first guest on our first episode when she had won the Knockouts Championship at Rebellion back in April. The opportunities for Deanna Perrazzo are endless elsewhere. The big question is, where is she going to go where she doesn't get lost in the mix? Because right now she's a prominent fixture of Impact slash TNA TV. She will continue to be that way if she decides to stick around. And again, I hearken back to why do people sign with TNA? Well, you work three dates a week, sorry, three three dates a month, and then you get to open up and do literally anything else. In Deanna's case, part of it was her studies. Part of it was she was able to take independent bookings and signings as she wished. Uh, and she was also able to upkeep her, her fan accounts. So is that something that appeals to her? Does she have that ability does she want to continue with her education and and her plans for that she can do that in wwe or AEW. she can do that just about anywhere i think nikki cross is a good example of, of that uh and she can continue working on a fan account as well because that's something that wwe has started to open up more uh regarding you know who who can do what and how you can do it and things like that she doesn't post anything too risque that would be a problem quote unquote for wwe so that's one thing uh, going to AEW, she's been there before, much like she has with WWE. In AEW, there is the women's division. She was there, she was there for a cup of coffee. Yeah, she was there for a match. For yeah. a main event dynamite match, which she impressed everyone, which is you know no surprise there. Uh, but with all of that said, the opportunity is there, but the women's division and the time given to it is such that you have to worry about being, not saying small fish, big pond, it's just big fish in a pond that doesn't, you know, that, that kind of separates their, their talent for like 10 minutes a week. And that's not great. So there's a lot at play. I don't know where she wants to go. I'm not going to speak for her, but I just found it interesting that, you know, free agency is looming and she's decided to test it. TNA could offer a big money deal and that could be enough for her or maybe not. Who knows? Again, it's going to come down to, to what she wants when it comes to, monetary offer i don't know how much all of the these companies are going to to offer her they should be offering her a good amount of money uh she's somebody who can who has proven she can be the face of a division and carry a division not only in ring or but also like her her promos and her vignettes really improved uh 
during her time. What, like once she found that virtuosa character, like that stuff really improved with her for for T in TNA slash Impact. Um, it's gonna come down to what she wants. If I'm Diana Perazzo, I'm not. Um, if I'm Diana Perazzo, I would take a hard look at. Uh, I would take a hard look at WWE because I, I think there's a lot of good opportunities there. AEW, I always get concerned about going there because their women's division just sort of has been what it has been, right? Like, you're going to get the one match, you're going to get kind of minimal time, and then that's going to be it. Like, if you're not involved in a title storyline, you don't know how involved you're going to be. And the more people they add to that, the tougher it's going to be for other people to, to climb over there as well. WWE, whether you, you agree with how they do things or not, they at least try to get people featured and try to give people matches. Are some of the matches too short? Yeah, 100%. But like they try to give people match time and everything. Um, so, I, so I would take a look at WWE if I'm Tiana, but maybe she wants to go to impact or not impact. Uh, maybe she wants to go to AEW, be with Brit. You know, she's got friends in each company. Her husband's in impact. Uh, one of her best friends is in AEW, Britt Baker. The other best friend is in WWE, Chelsea green. So Deanna is kind of I, what we need. Here's what we need. Joel. We know Deanna's a big fan of, of the reality television. We need Deanna bachelor bachelorette, I guess in this case, we need Deanna bachelorette where you got Macklin, Chelsea, and Britt making their pitches to like, come join me in this company. And then she's got to hand out the roses to each of them. Do you imagine that? This is what we need. That's what, that's my pitch. Deanna Perrazzo free agency reality show where she's got the pitches coming from her husband and her two best friends. And that's how she decides where she's going. Write it down. Book it. Baby, I share my wiener with you. And then he whips out the dogs. What the fuck? That's that's Steve Macklin. He does that. Remember our first conversation with Steve Macklin? He's like, check out my wieners. And it was his wiener dogs. Oh, yes, I do. You. I just went right to it because I wanted to. I needed that reaction from you. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) No, but also they're married. Anyway, uh, the Chelsea thing. If she were to go to WWE, I think there's a hilarious story to be told of her just showing up and like taking the the other title from Piper Niven and being like, ah, that, 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 that. this is mine. This is my best friend. Scamper off. And Chelsea just being like, yeah, no, she's right. And that's how they introduced Deanna Perrazzo. And then they drop the titles immediately because Deanna can't get a victory in WWE. And they start a program between Deanna and Chelsea or piper as well and it just becomes a a bit of a comedy act but at least it would be a fun introduction i don't know where she's gonna go i just i'm really looking forward to seeing where diana goes and if she stays in tna honestly the immediate match that i set and i talked about this here and elsewhere is uh is diana and gail kim and that's because in the uk they teased it Gail Kim attacked Deanna and Deanna attacked Gail Kim after the match that they uh, that that Gail Kim was refereeing. It was Deanna against Trinity. Trinity won the match. Gail Kim and Deanna got into a shoving match, and then Gail Kim laid out Deanna Perazzo. And immediately, I was like, "Oh, let's pass the torch at Hard to Kill. This is the rebrand. This is the big moment. 
let's have Deanna versus Gale and Deanna wins and she becomes the new face of the knockouts. That's like the moment. But if free agency is where she wants to go and go somewhere else, then uh, you probably don't want to do that match. Maybe you do it with uh, Giselle Shaw instead. Uh, maybe unless she, she dies in the dead realm, which is what they always do. What's the undead realm has been gone and off TV for months now. They bring it back. They bring it back to kill off Diana. I'd be fine with that. That'd be funny. You only kill them off when you know they're not coming back. Diana could always come back. Everyone's happy. But then bring her back. And then she's a zombie. That's fair. People are talking about her going to Japan or to play. She's already done those too. Well, she hasn't done Japan as extensively, but like she's done Mexico. So, and she's, she's been a a Reina Duranas champion. She beat Taya Valkyrie for that title once upon a time. So who knows? I I do wish her well. It's going to suck not being able to cover her weekly on, on impact or TNA TV. If she decides to move on, but uh, I thought that the news was noteworthy. Even more noteworthy was last night. They finally announced it. Kazuchika Okada is coming back to TNA for their Snake Eyes TV tapings. As uh, reported by me. Yes, as reported by Jeremy Lambert Select. Uh, we can't do that. That got you in trouble once upon a time. Yeah, it did. <laughs> it did. <laughs> the, uh, <clears throat> here, so they ran a package during the Impact show last night. That was the, the ultra card, ultra clash uh, card between AAA and impact and it was an okada it was a they started telling the story of when okada came over on his uh on his excursion and how he was mistreated and misled and then they i the second i saw it i'm like oh they're bringing him in so they're bringing him in january 14th in las vegas at the tv tapings it makes perfect sense because they're bringing in will osprey as well and the night before is the new japan battle in the valley show over in san jose so why not pick up an extra booking the next day boost some ticket sales, get yourself paid, yada, yada, yada. It's an easy deal. So Will Ospreay, Kazuchika Okada, both in TNA, looking forward to that. Stop playing with these things. I didn't realize that was a thing. This three? You can make new boxes. Oh, really? Yep. Oh. The Okada thing didn't shock me. (laughs) Sorry. Boxes. Uh, The Okada thing didn't shock me personally because once I saw a few months ago, I said this on the Impact Post show last night, when he started just randomly talking shit about TNA, I was like, oh, no, they're they're doing a thing. And I was very happily uh, surprised to see it play out for this coming show. What do you think of the Okada news that you broke? Yeah, I wasn't surprised. I broke the story, so... (laughs) Wasn't surprised at all. Uh, no, I, I truthfully wasn't surprised, though, because TNA has done a lot of rebuilding. It's a new regime. The regime that happened when Okada was upset was five regime, regimes ago at this point, maybe more than that. Uh, so I wasn't too surprised. It's it's a good get for TNA the same way Osprey was, was a good get for them, the same way Zack Sabre Jr. is a good get for them. And I mean, the big story is obviously the, the report that Okada – going to be a free agent at the end of January and where is he going to go type of thing. I don't think he's going to go to TNA. Maybe, maybe he is. Who knows? You know, they'll let him still wrestle in Japan. They'll let him work some AEW in there a little bit, I'm sure. Um, but it's, it'll be good to, it's good that like this stuff is just like healing, right? That That's the theme for these last few years or for these last few months i guess is healing we got punk back in wwe we got okada coming back 
to TNA. Like uh, we're we're seeing a lot of a lot of healing, a lot of old wounds that are now you know being closed up, which is which is good to see. It'll be fun. I assume he'll win. He'll beat somebody. Uh, I think TNA's got to be a little bit careful about just beating all the people for all these people coming in. Like Osprey's beating everybody. Sonata. They're gonna have. They're gonna bring in Okada, who's probably gonna beat some people. Like you gotta, you gotta, you gotta be careful of who you're beating and how often you're beating these guys. Um, because then it just looks like come here and just beat all of our top talent, and then you do come off a little bit second rate. Who gets the Okada match? Is it Speedball? Ah, Speedball's the dude. They just beat like they beat they beat him all the but time. Like these are good. He's so happy and he has a smile on his face every time. By the way, check out Indeed from this past week because Speedball was on the show. He's just the happiest, easiest dude to work with. He could get away with it, but I understand where you're going. <laughs> he is. And like, you, you always get a great match with Speedball, too. But I would just be a little, bring it down on how often you're going to, you're going to just beat your people who are actually under contract and stuff. And, some people you can do it and it's fine, but you just can't do it too often. Like I, I wouldn't beat Josh Alexander, uh, uh, you know, all the time with, with these guys coming in. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't beat a guy like Macklin all the time with these guys coming in. Like just, just be careful with it. At some point, you got to beat these guys and say like, "Hey, our guys are just as good as these guys are." They're gonna do like Okada versus Moose. <laughs> Well, Moose is somebody you can beat. Like uh, some well, kind of saying Okada versus Chris title. Bay. Well, yeah, they they might yeah, do Jake of... something. They did. They gave Jake something. Uh, oh my God, Sonata at the uh, Emergence show, and then that was a great match that catapulted Jake something a little bit. That didn't catapult. Maybe that's too too heavy of a word. It gave him a lot more credibility for Impact fans. Yeah, it, it did. It did. Um, and, and that's like Jake something against. That's somebody you could probably beat because they don't have like full, full plans for him. He's never been like a top, top guy for, uh, that would be hilarious. Could you imagine? That would be hilarious. Do, do bully and Macklin, but they're feuding. Can't do that. I don't know who you would do a bully and a tag team partner versus Okada and Will Ospreay. Let's do a tag. All right. Sure. I don't know. And then and then Bully stacks them both, stacks Okada and Will Ospreay and pins them both. <laughs> I'm so excited for this. <laughs> heat, anyway. brother. We got the heat. The heat. Oh man, there's so much people are like pitching in the chat just different ideas, but uh yeah, do do Okada with me as the manager against Macklin. I would love to I think Okada should come into to TNA as a heel. I think he should show up. Someone in the chat had mentioned like wearing the Okado mask he should come in wearing it like take it off rip it throw it to the ground and just cut a scathing promo being like last time i was here this place sucked it still sucks i hate this place and this just somebody baby face fire let's go josh alexander versus okada it's happening yeah, yeah, but then alexander's losing that match man okada's not losing <laughs> who knows if he's losing that match okada's on the way out of new japan so like, what's new? Do you think New Japan's gonna be like? Yeah, you gotta keep him. You gotta keep him strong. For what? He's leaving potentially. What if he does? Yeah. What if he doesn't leave though? Like, what if he does? And then AEW might be like, you gotta keep him strong. WWE will certainly be like, our guy ain't fucking losing to Josh Alexander. Sorry. 
Oh, Alexander, by the way, had a really good showing in Mexico. He uh, he was in a tag match with uh, against Toxin, and like I didn't know what to expect, but he and Toxin had great chemistry. Go back and watch that tag match from uh, the AAA show. Weird show has uh, it just it's just a matches for matches sake. Brian Myers talked about it. He said the same thing to us that he said in the pre-tape about uh, his first uh, tape that he was given at five years old. He said the same thing to us about what was the show that the. Oh my World, god. When worlds collide. Worlds collide. Yeah, yeah, when worlds collide. He talked about that and I was just like, wait a minute, I've heard this. <laughs> We've heard this sound bite. But anyway, there was good stuff there. Looking forward to it. Um, we'll hit a couple super chats and we'll dig into the rest of it. Uh, by the way, leave a thumbs up on the video if you haven't, and subscribe to us here at Bifle Overbooked. Trying to get to fifteen thousand subs before the end of the year. We got a couple right. left. So uh, there you go. Fireworks for all. Call me crazy sent a couple of uh, super chats. First one saying our truth and judgment day is hype, buddy. Can we get our truth payday? He deserves to be all over Judgment Day. Uh, somebody had a great tweet. It was, I, I forgot who had it. I apologize. Uh, the emo Jimmy Butler is like, this is our truth in Judgment Day, which 100% factual. Yeah. I would love it. I hope our truth does his hair just for that or gets a wig. I don't care what he does. That would be fantastic. Yeah, no. The, the interactions with R-Truth and Judgment Day are silly enough that people can like look past that Judgment Day are a serious faction to have these interactions with Truth. Right, because remember Brock did that segment with Truth, which oh, yes. is still like an all-timer, and people are just like, what's this leading to? What's the, Where is this going? What's happening here? And it's like, who cares, man? R-Truth just does shit and it rolls. And like you allow... Like WWE is, they are kind of the, the comedy thing. Like that's, they have the comedy elements, right? Like our truth brings that levity to, to everything. And he gets away with it because he's so respected that it doesn't come off of like, Oh, this is just silly, dumb comedy. It is. But like, he's like, he's so good at it. And he's so respected that people are just like, yeah, this is, this rules. Yeah. It would be, not everything needs to have a story beat to it. And this is our truth is like the king of just being able to show up and give levity to something. And that's yeah, the Brock Lesnar stuff is so funny. I gotta uh, go. We need, we need, uh, Keyshawn says it. Like, I don't want our truth in the bloodline, but I do want, uh, like Roman's supposed to be back next week. I just want our truth to come out during that. <laughs> I'm here to acknowledge you, dog. <laughs> just, <laughs> Roman, the inner Al, he would remember when Sammy first started with the bloodline stuff. Roman would broke them. break so yes. quickly. The, it would, would be like Sammy. Them. It would be just like Sammy. Yeah. He would. Sammy spent the entirety of his like first few months at the bloodline just breaking them. He would do the same thing. I would yeah, love he'd it. break so quickly with with our truth. <laughs> and Kami Crazy also says Okada to WWE in a Brock Lesnar style contract. It's possible. Again, it all comes down to what you're willing to pay and what the uh you know what what the incentive is i don't necessarily personally see an okada brock lesnar schedule i can see him coming in and having a hot you know man maybe not wrestlemania but basically a hot summer if they were to if, if okada comes to wwe but again there are a lot of wwe fans who will have absolutely no idea who he is and that's not a knock on okada that's just the wwa way of life I mean, yes, but like that, that coin drop and people are gonna, people, people are gonna go crazy. Like they are. 
I think enough people know who Okada, especially if you bring him in at like the Rumble. AJ got a top-notch reaction at the Rumble. I know AJ was a little bit more featured on North American television than Okada has been, but Okada's been part of AEW. The New Japan has a little bit of a foothold in North America. He'll be on Impact TV by the time he gets to WWE. The the coin and like Rumble, though those shows have more of a hardcore fan base rumble mania SummerSlam, all those big shows like they have more of a hardcore fan base uh yeah they they'll they'll get the reaction man they'll get the reaction i think it really does depend where you bring them out like you said you do in chicago on a monday night raw that could work it's location 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 do raw in like in in tokyo japan (laughs) but you know what i'm trying to say there there's an opportunity there uh, all WWE has to say is we won't let you go zero and three right off the gates. Yeah, that's what they should say. I'm going to say the same thing I said about Will Osprey. I know people got mad at me about the Will Osprey thing of like, oh, a- how's AEW the easy route? If he goes to AEW, he's going to have great matches, which will be fun. But I know what that looks like. I know what Okada in AEW looks like, and it's good. Don't get me wrong; it is good. He'll have great matches. He'll be involved in, in I, I'm sure, some stuff. He, I do wonder what Okada looks like as a weekly television character. That part is kind of fascinating to me. But I largely know what it's, it looks like as far as like, hey, cool, here's Okada, have great matches, kind of some storyline stuff. WWE, I don't know what that looks like. And that's interesting to me. That's very interesting because Nakamura came in and it, it worked a little bit. It worked in NXT. Then he got to the main roster and stuff didn't work. It's clicking again now with, with Triple H. I, I don't know quite what it looks like in WWE. I know people are going to be like, well, it's going to fail. Like they're going to ruin him and everything. I feel like for the most part, people are happy with what Nakamura is doing right now, minus losing. He should be Cody. I feel like for the most part, people are happy with that. I think Okada could be pretty fascinating in in wwe and i do trust triple h to kind of make that look a little better than vince where he just probably come in as evil foreign japanese guy who uh who who hates america and can't speak english now uh sean i know i i know i said i'd give you punk but i can't i gotta do punk on the main roster so i'm giving you the next best thing meet uh kazuchika okada have fun with him in nxt i hope he teaches uh I hope he teaches Okada how to do a million dollar dream. Could you imagine? This is how you clip. work the hard cam, Okada. This is. <laughs> could you imagine doing, that money clip. doing doing the spot, the pullouts? Oh, the ball, need it. <laughs> need it though. I need that. The pullback camera with Okada. <laughs> oh, I need it. Four hundred people it. just like ah, and they're just like nope, can't. Hey, <laughs> that would be fantastic. I don't know. Listen, who knows where Okada goes? I would, I would venture a guess that he either resigns New Japan or goes to AEW. But I don't know. His his buddies have been in uh, in both companies, but I he's got buddies in WWE as well. It's just a really interesting uh, a really interesting time. Maybe he'll just sign with TNA. I feel like it's it's most likely AEW, so it can continue to go with. I, I actually think it's most likely New Japan. He just resigns there, but I I get I go back to sort of Diana of like, what does Okada do in New Japan? Like 
he's done everything. He's faced everybody. Six man tag champion forever. Right. He's a six man tag champion. And people probably right don't know that unless you follow New Japan, you know, not religiously, but just in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. Like that's, I know what Okada is in New Japan. I, I largely know what he is in AEW. And there's great matches for him in AEW, mind you. Like I'm not opposed to just watching him have great matches. I'm always interested in the sort of the unknown element of like what does this person bring i like when people jump ship i'll I'll say that and like aw and new japan are very much synonymous to where going to one or the other doesn't feel like a big jumping ship to me i realize it is like will osprey going to aw is is a big jumping ship but i I largely know what we've seen there with will osprey in aw because he's been part of that universe that's why I i wanted him to see i wanted to see him in WWE because I don't know what that looks like and the same thing by the way the same thing goes with WWE going in I want to see what like a Drew McIntyre looks like in AEW I don't know what that looks like I largely know what it looks like in WWE and there's a lot of stuff for him to do in WWE but I don't know what it looks like for him in AEW and, and I'm curious as to what that might look like yeah Let's uh, let's keep with a couple super chats. Call me crazy is basically running this this show today for us. That's I fine. really hope that's fine with me too. I really hope our truth helps uh, Judgment Day win matches on accident. <laughs> Honestly, they need something like that because that act is they are what they are right now. But they they could use. I think our truth is a nice uh, kind of like Sammy was in the Bloodline. He brings that levity. He brings something different and fresh to that group so they're not just hey we're judgment day and we run monday nights every single week like i like that i like our truth like interacting with them they should start smoking cigarettes and then they offer one our truth and he's like nah dog i don't smoke and then they bring you footage from like 15 years ago when he was smoking as a wwe heel and he's like that's not me dog <laughs> it was little jimmy <laughs> i don't know call me crazy also says I know. Uh, WWE roster has so many good stars and so many potential future signings. MJF, AJ Lee, Sasha Banks, Okada, Julia, all potential signings would be great. Uh, well, MJF is... Yeah. I, I feel I like MJF sticking around with AEW. Uh, I feel like he is too. Like They have not hit that free agency 2024 thing, and I, I feel like they would if, if he wasn't. Like, nothing's been confirmed, but it, the signs are there that MJF is probably sticking around. Do you think if MJF wins and retains the title at world's end that he then gets on the microphone and says, BT dub, I resigned and there's a huge pop from the crowd because it's long Island. Maybe, but like they got to pay off this devil thing, right? Like, and the devil announces that MJF resigned. Yeah. Does the devil announce that, that MJF resigned? Like, I'm unless MJF is the devil, that's true. MJF unless unless MJF is the devil, and then it, he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna hold this company hostage. I've resigned." Like, uh, I don't know the the fact that they've like not mentioned it at all, and it's been like all devil stuff. I kind of just feel like I I kind of just think it's gonna be a quiet thing. I don't think it's gonna be this big television announcement i don't i think it's just gonna be they'll announce it but i don't think it's gonna be this big television thing because otherwise they would have continued to play it up and they haven't played it up at all 
I mean, remember when they announced the elite resigned and that was a big thing for about 10 minutes. Right. It wasn't until, I mean, it was kind of a television, but they announced it online first and then they got on TV. They won a match and it's like, Hey, if we've resigned and then they left, like, that's it. We're not going anywhere. Uh, yeah. Anyway, the young bucks haven't been on TV since full gear. I get that. That's it. That that's, that's part of the well, game. They're doing a bit. Joel, yeah. the bit is that they don't work. It rules. I, I respect it. <laughs> I would love to have that bit as well if I get paid. So like you're going to pay me NBA money to not do anything? Okay. <laughs> Bless. Stick around. Don't find out. AJ Lee, by the way, is someone that I want to see in the Rumble. I've said that before. And now more than ever, there's an opportunity to at least have her make an appearance if she's up to it. I think, I think it happens. I truly yeah. do. Let's go. Like, I think it happens. The rumble is such an easy thing to bring somebody back on as well. I don't think she wants to do a full-time thing. I don't even know if she wants to do like a singles match. The rumble is such an easy pop thing. I, I, I truly think it does happen this year. AJ Lee in, in the rumble. Yeah. And uh, who else? Sasha Banks. There's a lot of talk about her potentially coming back to WWE. Honestly, now more than ever, it's, it's that'd be big. There's a lot of a uh, lot of money on that table for her if they decide it. Okada, we talked about Julia is another name that, again, I I I wonder what that looks like in a WWE setting. I think Sean, yeah, and I think Sean said this before, and I think it's very apt and very funny. They're gonna have to teach her how not to slap the shit out of talent, <laughs> like to, how to pull her punches and her moveset back, and that's okay. But I just every time he says it, I just laugh to myself. I'm like, yeah, no, she does beat people up. I want to see her do that to like Naya and see what the reaction is. Oh, or, man, she's going to do it to Charlotte and Charlotte's going to be like, this don't work for me, brother. <laughs> like, nope. Put she's her in there with somebody her. else. It depends on who she, like if she's in there with like Kyrie and Asuka and people, they're going to be like, yeah, let's go. Let's, let's do this. There's enough people who have, have been part of, of the Joshi system and everything that can kind of acclimate her. To, to things see but i don't know what he she looks like in in w or aw either so i'm i'm interested I'm, I'm just not super familiar with her work in general because i don't watch a lot of stardoms apologies to stardom um i check out matches every now and again i just don't keep up with the the product on a week-to-week month-to-month basis so i see she's somebody who's like i'm interested in what she looks like in either company i, I would just like to see more of her in general yeah oh, i agree i want to see more of her as well i'd love to see what she brings to this presentation in a WWE setting. It used to be very funny to me. Uh, and then again, call me, again, call me crazy. Thank you. You're just running the show for us today. Appreciate MJF, it. MJF could work without a contract for a few months like Cody. Absolutely. He could. Uh, that ended up kind of, well, Cody was on his way out, but he was doing business on the way out that, which is good. MJF could also do business if he decided to leave and he was working without a contract, but I'm more willing now than ever to accept that he has resigned. While it hasn't been announced, we don't know for sure. General feeling seems to be, yeah, he quietly or not not so quietly re-signed a deal. If you have anything to add to that. Yeah, no, not, not really. I I mean, do you want to talk about the... Hey, hey, hey Curzy's, uh last one. Then we can talk about uh, kind of the MJF storyline. Yeah. We got a lot to cover today. We do, and we have about twenty minutes until Katrina yeah. joins us. So, can you go long? Can you go long today, Joel? Okay? Yeah, we, we have someone. Uh, just give me one second, and then I'll read the super chat. Okay, I'll read the super chat. Which would you prefer, Fatal Four Way of the Four Horsewomen, or Fatal Four Way if they sign Julia, Io, Asuka, and Kyrie? Both. 
Like, why not both? <laughs> uh, if you're asking me which one I do prefer, though, it, it's probably the horsewomen because I'm just more invested in in all of that. Like, um, I've been I've been following all of their careers since they've all just kind of started in the WWE system. So I'm I'm just that's been built up so so much that I'm more invested. I think the EO Oscar Kyrie Julia match will be better, mind you, but I'm more invested in the horsewoman match. Uh so this has been announced. TNA Wrestling is gonna partner with Endeavor Streaming for TNA Plus starting January 5th. There you go. Okay. Good That's on them. Uh, and on the 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 four horsewomen versus uh, Julia, Io, Oscar, Kyrie. There's a four horsewomen feud built into WWE. Does that mean that you can that you can't do a Julia, Io, Oscar, Kyrie type of story? No, you absolutely can. But you got to build to it, and you got to find a way to tell the story without just hot shotting it. Uh, the four horsewomen was really what they built their women's brand on when they decided to make women. Uh, a, a focal point in WWE storytelling and programming again. So I would like to see that play out before we do anything with the Japanese talent, which again, you can do and you can make a big deal. You basically, you have your part a, which is the four horsewomen, And then you can start building part B, which is this influx of really good Japanese female talent that you're bringing in and telling stories with or have brought in and haven't had the same uh, excitement level to, you know, compared to the four horsewomen. Remember when Becky like came out and she just like flashed the four? Oh, like, during... people were nuts. Yeah. People <laughs> love that shit. Just like that. And it was like Kevin Nash during the Monday Night Wars, like right back at you, HBK. And people were like, oh my God, look at Becky. She held up four fingers. Oh my God. They were freaking out just because she's the went... fourth man, brother. <laughs> Anyway, uh, yeah, let's talk about Dynamite. Let's talk about the MJF promo and MJF getting basically, you know, knocked down on the job, drinking on the job. Cowboy James Storm is the devil. It's happening. Can't believe this. What an unprofessional show by Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Uh, no, so I, I, I largely, I very much enjoyed Dynamite this week. I actually enjoyed the backstage with Adam Page and leading to the MJF tete-a-tete. Uh, and then having MJF get laid out by a beer bottle is a really, really cool beat for me because it's two things. One, it's the, oh, you're the devil, Adam Adam Page, so you knock me out with the beer bottle. But the other side of it is, well, the devil's always watching, and the devil will cast doubt and make you believe whatever he wants you to believe or she wants you to believe. So having the beer bottle knock out MJF makes you think it could be literally both men or somebody else. Uh, it was a good little little play there. What did you think of uh, of Dynamite and and this specifically with MJF? I like the stuff with with MJF. I like the promo with Hangman Page. I like the him being knocked out and also, um, you know, the the tease that it could be Hangman Page. Maybe MJF did it to himself. Maybe it was Jack Perry because of real glass. Like you could go in a couple different directions with that. Like the beer bottle is okay. Hangman, like that's the illusion there. But like anybody can grab a fucking beer bottle and use it, right? Apologies for the language. But like right, like anybody can can use that. It, it's a it's just a weapon. It it doesn't have to mean anything. It's just a weapon. So you can still pull it different ways. Didn't like the putty patrol. Uh, that was a that was a choice. 
But hold uh, on, you didn't yeah. like you mean like them showing up and surrounding the ring, or do you mean the tweet from Kenny Omega? <laughs> no, and I mean serious because like there's a certain part of me that didn't really enjoy Kenny going online and like turning this into a big joke when it's supposed yeah, to be both. a little bit more honestly storyline that that kind of irked me and the other thing that did irk me was like if you're a pink fan and you're there to see mjf and you're like oh they, and they didn't do a lot to promote that this match was happening they didn't really hit it you over the head as much as the, everything else but like if i went because i was gonna see you know samoa joe and mjf team up against these two devils and there's a plot here and you didn't give it to me I'm a little miffed by that if I'm a paying customer. That was the those were the two things that I was like probably didn't need to do that. Yeah, it it was honestly both that I didn't like uh the the whole thing where Joe's in the ring and then the lights flicker and then the lights off and they're surrounded the ring and hitting on it. I was like, uh, just attack the man. Like, or just don't do that portion of it. Just lights down and who knows? Um lights down, back up. MJF is laid out the the stuff surrounding. I didn't, I didn't need all that. I thought it was kind of low rent. And then yeah, Kenny Omega's tweet. I didn't really like that either because like you said, is you're kind of undermining what is supposed to be a super serious storyline of, uh, of a whodunit. And you're just like, Hey guys, putty patrol and Rita Repulsa. This is straight out of, uh, you know, well, I love power Rangers straight out of like just slapstick power Rangers stuff like if you're kenny omega one of the biggest stars in the company and evp i don't know if danielson find him for that or not you think you think uh o'brien went up to kenny be like i know you did this isn't complaining about your booking but you're undermining AEW storylines and that's a finable offense do you think danielson finds people in money by the way i feel like danielson goes up to them and be like saw your recent like on Twitter, that's going to cost you 20 pistol squats. Yeah. And like, like he, neck bridges. Yeah. 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 He, he finds them in like workouts. That's the real thing. They're not going to take money from all these guys. They can get these fuckers in shape. That's what they're going to do. That's these, how they're going to make them work. These lazy independent workers. Damn it. <laughs> I tell you. Uh, the Brian discourse has been hilarious to me because I like the idea of everything just being a finable offense to the point where I would love at the end of the year, Tony Khan does like a media call and just like, well, we had a last minute gross of uh, (laughs) $1.85 million. Uh, The money came in. We don't know where it came from, but uh, in, in separate news, morale is very high. Brian Danielson has been doing a great job (laughs) doing with his extended roles at the company. I, I just, I find it funny. I don't think everyone's getting fine the way that everyone thinks everyone's getting fined. But I do think that the social media conduct is something that needs to be um, actively monitored. And that does sound a little strange because it sounds a little schoolish and it sounds a little big brother-y. But it's not out of the realm of of wrestling and it's not out of the realm of like the way that that wrestlers tweet. Sometimes you just got to know when to be like, don't do that. Like, calm down. Let's not go there. Uh, and you can you can easily tell when it's like an AEW mass tweet versus someone tweeting their own thoughts, uh, usually because the other ones come with a graphic. We're all in coming in twenty twenty four. Brian Brian finding people just hilarious to me, absolutely hilarious. I I want them. I want it uh, more. 
I want more Brian Danielson fining. I saw Santana tweet that you know he got fined. It was find me question mark. Okay, so it's, it's like was he fined or is he just commenting on the threat of being fined? He has tweeted about his booking. Like he he deleted the one tweet of like however many days that he hasn't been on television. Yeah. Oh no! So, yeah, this is the Santana, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Six weeks, and with the yawn. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, like he beat Ortiz, and then hasn't been on television. And that's what I, I think people get mad. I don't know if this is true. Maybe I'm just creating my own argument in in my head. I love I love that by the way. Of like, let's uh, people just get on here and say anything. Like sometimes you just got to create your own arguments, right? That that's why I I always say like I'm always interested in the follow up. Like Santana and Ortiz was a great feud. It was really fun. If you watch Rampage, if you tuned in, if you watch this show, like I feel like we were part of the Santana Ortiz lore. Uh, uh, this show was. We should be. We should get. Um, we should get money for being part of the video package. Um, like it was a great feud and stuff. But it's like, okay, well, what's next for it? Because they did it, and Ortiz is kind of still on TV with the Jay Lethal, Sanjay Dutt, Jeff Jarrett stuff. Um, Santana hasn't been on television. It's like, okay, it was a cool feud for the moment, but then there was no follow-up. They didn't actually elevate Santana off of it. I think people get mad when I'm just like always looking ahead to what's the follow-up. It's like, well, there's there's a reason for that. I I like this stuff in the moment, but it's got to mean something once you do it. Like This stuff is cool. You know, let's look at the C2, for example. Mark Briscoe has had the best matches of this tournament. He hasn't won anything, but he's had the best matches of this tournament. Are they going to follow up with that? Is, is Mark Briscoe, I know he's going to be part of Final Battle now, but like, is, is Mark Briscoe going to be elevated out of this tournament, or is he just going to be like guy who loses cool matches type of thing? Because if that's the case, or man, I feel like there's a lot more to Mark Briscoe than just guy who loses cool matches. I agree, and there's so much more you can tell with that story of Mark Briscoe. Uh, I do find it funny, by the way, that the more I watch the C2 and as much as I enjoy it, I think of it more along the lines of like how impact has been for the last few weeks. And that's matches for matches sake. And like, that's not a bad thing, at least in the impact world. There... But like AW, you kind of need to move forward with some stories out of this. And I'm not saying they're not, I'm not, but like there are certain people who will come out of this looking better, but there are certain people coming out of this where you're going to be like, okay, well that was an interesting four weeks of work. I think they are telling stories out of it, but we won't fully know until after the tournament and what the right. follow-up is on the tournament. They're telling good stories in the tournament. They're, I, I do think they're telling good stories in the tournament, but then once the tournament ends, what's going to be, who's going to get elevated? We don't even know what again with this title. Like who's going to hold this title, where they're going to defend the title and everything. So what it's going to be coming out of it will be interesting to me because they, they have a chance to do some really good stuff with people who are in this tournament, even people who have lost coming out of this tournament. Daniel Garcia is, is one that comes to mind as well. Mark Briscoe and Daniel Garcia are the people who probably aren't going to win a whole lot in this tournament. They've won literally zero matches in this tournament so far, but I'm very interested in what they're going to do after this tournament, because I think their story is there to tell because of all of these losses they have taken. Yeah, but like tonight's the night. Daniel Garcia is going to win the big one on Rampage. I've not checked the spoilers. It's possible he does. I don't know. 
It is entirely possible. I want to bring up this uh, this chat from Kai. I wonder who's going to be the first to use the fine as a story bit. I oh, This is the it. one reason I wish BTE was still around was because they would absolutely do an entire thing. They'd do stretch it out every week. Brian Danielson walks into frame like, ah, nah, 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 nah. you can't talk about that here. That's a $10,000 fine. And then he just rips out a ticket. He'll be like, he'll be the police officer. They'll call him like Constable Brian. Danielson don't want to do none of that shit, by the way. He hates vlogs. No, he does. Uh, yeah, why Solbull's right. It's gonna be the Bucks. The Bucks are of gonna course. come back and they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna play it up. That's gonna be they're their gonna whole say, shit. They're gonna say, I'm just here so I don't get fined. Which, you know, fine. I I mean I I love that line. That's a great line by Marshawn Lynch. Shout out to Marshawn Lynch. There you go. Uh yeah, so the the MJF stuff, it's gonna be it's going to be interesting going back to the beer bottle and everything. This has to basically, it doesn't have to play out perfectly, but there's certainly a lot riding on this because every single week we're starting to get little clues and people are pretty married to, uh, to Adam Cole being the devil. There are a lot of, I'm not saying everyone. There are a lot of people who are sitting on that. There's now the Kyle O'Reilly talk, you know, Fightful Select released the report that he's been backstage at recent dynamites that a little closer to getting back in the ring than maybe we thought, and then that kind of forced him out of his own shell yesterday to uh, to comment on the, uh, the the AW Canada tour. Went on Instagram and said, you know, I I hope I'm an, I'm an active wrestler by then. So little things. And then people were talking about the way he moved in the ring, or sorry, the way the devil characters moved in the ring. It was a little closer to Kyle O'Reilly. I thought that was funny. The 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 uh, people the are going theaters. deep onto this stuff. Yeah, the, the I... friends are really going for it. I mean, bless them. I'm just like it's a bunch of people dressed in all black. Like, I don't want to know this stuff. I got my, I, I do think it's Adam Cole. I've been saying, I think it's Adam Cole and it makes sense. If it's like the kingdom, if O'Reilly's back, great. Um, Oh, so my like, favorite. I, was, sorry. Someone was like Wardlow the same week where he came out with the hat hair. He was, this guy was wearing the same boots as Wardlow. Zoom oh yeah. Boots. <laughs> I was, was cacking. Like, Y'all no, really go it. for it. Eh? <laughs> bless them. Honestly, bless them. That they, yeah. that they want to go that deep in it's the same thing as the you know the qr code oh stuff. yeah like yeah it's, it's not a bad thing it's just very funny no. to watch play out in real time and then those people are going to be the same people that do that do the homework and then show their work in a video that they produce that looks really good and i hope it gets passed around because you know little stuff like that is fun but i need aw to also do their part when they do the reveal who would who would have to quit? Sean would have to quit social media. Yep. Or Kate. Yeah. Both of them complain about everything. Alex would. It depends on what are you fighting for? A rare beast. Like are you, are you fighting for complaints? Because then like, we're all probably going to not me. I don't complain. Not about me. Anything. I never complain about anything. I'm you very, about very AW. you hate AEW. Very, very wholesome on Twitter. I don't, uh, my social media conduct is above reproach. Uh, you would you you would get fined a lot for hating AW. So. Oh no, you you basically got it. I will only f- basically Kyler. Plus <laughs> oh, Kyler. Kyler, man, come on. Kyler doesn't Kyler. Really, man. You can't. You legally you're not allowed to. It's in our contracts too. We sign it. It's just like no disparagement of Kyler, and we're just yeah. like, all right, I, he's pretty great. So let's just let that be. Uh, Kyler rules. He always messages me, and is like. Do you want me to cut this Aryan interview? <laughs> I'm like, ah, eh, sure. This one, 
go for it. There's on no, don't go for it. Like Kyler, Kyler's always so helpful. I love Kyler. I got to I got to shout this out. Uh we we got some some bits, quite a few from uh Windy City Sound System. I guess this kind of I don't even know if this is a thing. I guess from Wednesday from our conversation about final meals. Apropos of absolutely nothing, check out Epic McDonald's on Sand Lake Road in Orlando, Florida. They serve pizza, pasta as well as the me- normal menu stuff plus a big arcade. Final meal worthy? I mean, I would love to go. Unfortunately, that sounds great. Orlando. Yeah, but then we got to go yeah. to Florida. Yeah, that sucks. But thank you for the bits. We are live over on twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming, where we play video games every single day on that channel. Don't go checking. You won't find them. We had we had a, a bits from uh, Cyclops better than, than Wolverine as well. Yeah, but that was like four four bits, which is like four cents. So we still got to read it. Yeah, that's fine. But will TK get fined? Because when it comes to Twitter, there's no one in AEW worse at Twitter than him. <laughs> you have noticed he ain't tweeting a whole lot. <laughs> yeah, so, someone told him to stand on something. He was like, I'm going to get off my soapbox now. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, what, he he implemented Brian as uh, the you know the Twitter judge. And he's like, shit, I guess I got, Brian's going to find me. Imagine like Brian walking into like Tony's office and Tony's thinking like, all right, Brian, what, what, what kind of plans do you think we should do for the, the show tonight? And Brian's just like, Tony, I saw your Twitter conduct and you, you mentioned uh, this, this Vince McMahon tweet here. We can't be doing that, Tony. I'm going to need you. Do you think he finds a more? Like he knows TK's got money. He's like, I'm going to need 50,000 from you. It's, I bet 50,000 and give me your phone. <laughs> See, this is the thing. The money, I don't think the money hurts. I mean, it hurts some of these people. That's why Brian's got to do like the workout stuff, man. These guys trying to do neck bridges and stuff. Imagine them telling Tony, I need 10 neck bridges. Tony's like, fuck this. I'm getting off Twitter all the time now. I can't do 10 neck bridges. I would certainly be like that. If Brian came to me and is just like, Jeremy, if he's like, ah, I'll find you $10. Like, all right, sure, $10, whatever. You know, we're, we're going equating of like how much money. If he told me 500, I'd be like, oh shit, I'm getting off. I, I'll pay $10 all day to tweet. That's fine. If he told me 10 neck bridges, I'd be like, oh shit, nope, done. Take Twitter away from me. I ain't doing 10 neck bridges. Getting me? Here, watch me delete the app. Watch me delete the app. <laughs> <laughs> doing none of that stuff. Working out? Get out of here with that shit. You know how they call they call Christopher Daniels CD, or they call him Doc, but let's just go with CD. They'll call him Constable Danielson, and now we have to deal with CD number two. I swear to God, I just wanted to walk in with one of those like old UK uh, bobbies. You know the the the, the helmets, the, the the bobbies are something different, but the the old cop UK cop uh, helmets, and just be like Constable Brian. It just works. I don't really. know if I did quite ten seconds, but. 10 seconds of Daniel Garcia dance. I can do that. That's easy. Again, neck bridges, working out stuff. Get out of here. Ain't doing that shit. Yeah, whenever you swear five minutes before we start, like five minutes into the show, I'm going to be like five minutes of jumping jacks just to level out. It would actually like keep me keep me honest with with things and you know improve my cardio. I can do five minutes of jumping jack. I did. I remember, I did that after I poured water on myself. I know. I did a bunch I was, of jumping jacks. We could do that. We could do uh, Hindu squats. I don't know what would work for you. Ooh, Hindu squats seems seems difficult. I don't know. We could probably ask our guests about Hindu squats. We should. This, this would be an amazing first question for our guests. Coming on this silly show, thinking to talk about wrestling. Now we're going to talk about Twitter policy and what workouts would get you to stop tweeting anything. 
Well, that's what she's here for. Ladies and gentlemen, the IWS Women's Champion. And also, uh, she's going to be featured on, on Ring of Honor television next week. She had a match this past week. She's had a very busy few months. I'm very excited to welcome onto the show right now. Joining us is Katrina Creed. Hello. Hey, guys. How's it going? Doing great. How are Again, you? How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Um, thank you so much for having me. I can indeed comment on Hindu squats. I am Indian. I do squat. It's a good intersection, so <laughs> so maybe I'm your gal. But again, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, wait a minute. No, for- no, I'm just kidding. Go ahead, Jeremy. <laughs> oh, I was going to say thanks for joining us uh, this morning. <laughs> oh, okay. So we were talking about the social media policy and getting fined. And like money is obviously going to deter you from depending on how much you're making and how much you're getting fined and stuff. Like if you're going to find me like $5 for tweeting, like, okay, fine. If you're going to tell me to do like five neck bridges because of my tweet, I'm done. I'm deleting, I'm deleting the app. I'm not doing five neck bridges. Is there like a a certain workout that'd be like, Nope, I'm not tweeting anymore. If you're going to make me do like what, whatever it might be like 20 pistol squats. I guess it depends on the amount, right? Burpees definitely suck, um, but I could do like five, 10, maybe 20 in a row, depending, right? But man, if we're talking like 50 and I have to keep going, I mean, I'd try, but there's no physical way I could do it. Like my body would just give up before I got to that point for sure. So probably burpees, probably 50. Yeah. Burpees are <laughs> awful. Absolutely yeah. awful. I'm with you. All right, go ahead. Go ahead, Joel. <laughs> Uh, so the last time you and I were on screen, Katrina, you uh, you and I were playing Mario Kart for the Switch. Have you gotten yes. any better at that game? <laughs> <laughs> I think Ow. that might have been the last time I played it, to be honest. So no, um, I have not. Have you? I mean, I, I sat back the other night and I played and uh, I'm still good. Okay, not, nice. Yeah. Not, not <laughs> he, was the he was beating the shit out of all of us, but at least. Yeah. I got to say, he is a pro at that for sure. <laughs> Can you punch Joel Pearl in the face for this line of questioning? <laughs> I could, I think virtually I'm like aiming it in my direction. And for me, I, I got him in the face virtually. So right, I think that's the best I could do right now. <laughs> this next time you see him, just, just punch him. It, you would okay. be, I don't know if you'd be surprised at how many people like want to, want to beat up Joel Pearl, but there's a lot of people who oh, yeah? are Joel Pearl who want to beat him up. Yeah, very unlikely okay. fellow. Okay, yeah, I'll just add it to, to my list. And uh, next time I see Joel Pearl, punch him in the face. Got it. Well, <laughs> you're getting booked everywhere. We got to get you up to Toronto because that's the least we could do out of all of this. Uh, let's let's jump right in. This past Tuesday at the Ring of Honor tapings, you were able to, uh, to appear there. You had a match against Legit Lila Hirsch. Yeah. Talk to me about that experience. We're going to talk about the, the Ring of Honor and the AEW experience. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was, by the way, let me preface this. My cats are kind of going everywhere. So if you hear them or see them, just so you know. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but it was it, obviously just incredible. Um, I had previously been recruited to do extra work for AEW in June um, for two days that they were there for Dynamite and Collision. And just that experience was great, just being there. Um, so I was just happy to be there, to be honest. I was like, cool, even if I'm just chilling, it's great. If I get a match, of course, that would be stellar. Um, but I was just so happy to be there. Everyone's so nice. Um, so when I like you, you never know if you're going to get a match or not. You don't want to go in with expectations and then get disappointed. So um, I was just going in there to enjoy everything. And then 
I think about like two hours before I was supposed to do the match, I was told uh, I was selected to do a match, which was crazy. Uh, and then I, I was told to go find Layla, right? So she was like, I think around makeup. So I went to go see her um, and we came up with a match. And, and by the time we were done with it, because she was like going in and out doing makeup, obviously she's very busy. Um, by the time we had come up with it, we had maybe... 30, 40 minutes left before we're supposed to go, go out about, right? Um, and it wasn't a complicated match, but of course, I want to make a good impression. I'm freaking the hell out. <laughs> like, of course, she was super, super giving, you know? I thought it'd be maybe more of like just a squash match. Obviously, she'd get more over, makes sense. Uh, I'm there to enhance her, right? You know, she she's the focal point of the match. Um, but she was still just so sweet, um, so giving, really just... Um, super receptive to like my ideas um, and, and everything that I could do. So it was really just super, super nice to uh, work with her. Um, and then going out was, <laughs> I was definitely super nervous. Um, so like normally my cardio is pretty good, but after two bumps, I was pretty gassed. <laughs> Cause I think I was just like, my breathing was like not regulated. So I was just like, Oh my God, just breathe, dude, you're good. Um, and it was great. The crowd that was there was like chanting my name, which I wasn't expecting, but it definitely helped to like temper my emotions a bit because it, it definitely made me less nervous and a bit more comfortable. So thank them for that. That really helped. Um, but yeah, I know it, it went over really well. She was happy with it. The agents were happy with it. Um, I asked for critiques. They said maybe a bit more fight back in the heat, but they were happy with it otherwise. So I was, I, you know, I was just so, so thrilled. Um, I was really, really happy. Um, Daddy Magic was back there. He's he was like my first trainer, really. Um, and he saw that I was like freaking the hell out. So he would come periodically and be like, You got this kid, don't worry, you're good. And I was, it definitely helped because I was like my brain was short circuiting before the match. But um, yeah, it was just I was so happy and just so grateful for the opportunity for for sure. Okay, I want to know more about training with Daddy Magic because he's <laughs> one of the most entertaining men I've I've ever watched on television. Yeah. So what is it like to to learn from him? Um, so pretty much everything you see on TV is more or less him. Obviously not to that extent. He's not like that all the time. Um, but you know how there's a saying in wrestling, you want your gimmick to be like pretty much your personality, but dialed up to like 10 or 11. And yeah, that's definitely, he took that to heart. Um, he's really just as funny in real life, just as charismatic. He's really one of the funniest guys I've ever met in my life, like for real. Um, so training with him, like I think it was my first six months or so of training, uh, maybe a bit less, was mostly with him before he got signed to the WWE and then moved to Orlando. Um, and he's very intense as a coach, very much tough love type of mentality. Um, but I think that's one of the better ways to do it, you know? So he's very honest. He'll straight up tell you if something looks like shit, <laughs> which I appreciate, you know, at first as a, when you're starting off, you're like, Oh, you take it to heart. You're like, damn, that, that sucks to hear, but you need to hear that to know what you're doing well or not. And then when you do something good, he'll highlight that too. So, you know, he's not bullshitting, you know, it's like, he's calling it as it is. So when you do something, you're good. You're like, okay, he actually means it. That means I'm on the right track. Um, but classes were just, hilarious with them as you can imagine <laughs> you're the uh the iws women's champion you defeated yeah. melanie havoc at hardcore heat back in august i don't know if people know this or if this played into the story but melanie was literally on the cusp of one year as champion and you spoiler to that what was that 
like knowing that you were the reason that Melanie Havoc <laughs> didn't make it to one full year as champion. It was, I honestly wasn't thinking about it until after the fact. Like I knew she was like, she had the championship for about a year and it wasn't until I went on cage match where I saw it was like 364 days. I was like, oh, <laughs> and I'm like, damn, that sucks. Like, but you know, she, um, she didn't really bring it up. She was just happy that she had it for about a year. You know, that's her, her claim to it, which is still really substantial for sure to have that championship. Um, I still feel kind of bad, but she was very, very sweet about everything, super graceful, and again, really giving. She's a really nice girl, um, so the transition was super easy. She was very supportive and encouraging uh, when, when she gave me the belt, so that was really nice. Uh, being part of, of IWS, and now Lufisto has announced Women's Wrestling Syndicate. How much, are, how much do you know about that? Are you going to be part of that? And just any, any further details on that that you may know about? Yeah, so Lufisto's excellent. Um, I really, really love her. She's really just a huge support in women's wrestling here. Um, and <clears throat> so, yeah, I will be a part of it, um, as well as many other girls who are on the local scene around here. Um, and I don't know how many how many details I can give out, other than what she said, because obviously she's going to give um, press releases in the future, so I don't want to divulge too many details. But yeah, it's an offshoot of IWS, I guess I guess the sister company. Um, the way we're looking at it right now is the first show, which will happen in a few months, um, there's going to be kind of like a soft launch. So it's going to take place um, at our dojo, and it's going to be a lot more um, intimate in that sense. People are going to be kind of more reminiscent of like old IWS shows where people are around the ring, kind of like slapping, you know, the apron and stuff like that all around. Um, it was that idea was also partly inspired by this uh, show that we all did. It was a women's wrestling show for the release of Cette which is a French documentary on um, some women wrestlers here, namely Lou Farrell, um, Lufisto as well, and Azael. Um, and after the premiere of the movie, there was this little like wrestling show that we did that I was a part of as well. It was this amazing, intimate show uh, where, again, people were just like, all like cornered around the ring. It was super intimate and great. Um, so she had the idea of just kind of recreating that ambiance, which was stellar at this soft launch. And then afterwards, um, they're pretty much going to be running the shows like in Studio TD, which is where we run the IWS shows as well. Um, and we're looking, she's looking to also bring in um, outside talent as well. So it's not just going to be limited to the women's wrestler on like the Quebec and Ontario scene, although right now it's mostly the Quebecois scene, um, but she's going to expand into eventually the Ontario scene, probably some girls from the States too, which will be really great. It's going to be really fun to be able to work uh, new girls for sure. Um, as much as I love working, you know, the girls in our scene, there's only so many times you can work someone <laughs> or eventually you want to obviously wrestle someone new. It's a sentiment we all share. We love each other, but like, you know, um, so it'll be great to for sure just be able to wrestle other girls too. I make this reference off, off, often, I should say. Uh, there are only so many times I can watch Jody Threat and Silesia Sparks go one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, that's the <laughs> exactly. Ontario Toronto equivalent of, you know, of doing that in Montreal. Uh, speaking <laughs> of which, IWS, uh, on Sanction, the 25th anniversary show is going to be March, March 2nd, 2024. Who does Katrina Creed want to face? It could be past or present because IWS has a rich history. But, like, who are you after? Man, I would, if I could... I'd probably get, oh my God, what a match this would be. My body would be just in so much pain the next day, but like Masha Slamovich, if I could, um, I think she's great. She has such a good intensity. She's so vicious and brutal and I just love her style and intensity. And 
I would just love to have a match with her if I could. Um, if not, I, I've always had a lot of respect for Jody Thread as well. Uh, for the same reason, she has this great intensity to her. Like, I just love her moveset and everything about her is so great. Um, I feel like we'd have a pretty fucked up match in a good way. Uh, maybe not for my body, but in a good way in other senses. Um, so yeah, I mean, those are two people. There's other people as well, but off the top of my head, those two for sure. Uh, working for IWS, any good crazy effing Manny, PCP crazy effing Manny stories? Because he is uh, <laughs> he's full of stories himself. So do you yeah. have any stories working with him? Oh, God, not necessarily like working directly with him. I have some more like heartwarming stories, believe it or not, uh, with Manny. He's actually been oh. super protective. Yeah, super protective of his, of his students and stuff, uh, believe it or not. But if we're sticking to more like fucked up stories, and now that we brought up Unifying Sanctioned, I think I should bring this one up because it's related to last year's show. I'm not sure if people are aware, maybe some are, but um, at last year's Unifying Sanctioned, there was the GCW IWS uh, versus IWS show. And the main event was, uh, well, Manny was involved and it was a three versus three and uh, Nick Gage was one of the guys who's in there. And I believe it was Nick Gage who um, did this, which makes sense, but it was obviously a super fucked up match with light tubes and just crazy, crazy bumps. And at some point, I think it was Nick Gage, I could be wrong. He um, took a light tube and just smashed it, you know, over Manny's head. But accidents do happen sometimes. And in the process, I think he sliced off like part of Manny's ear. Um, so that was like legit. Um, and so Manny, I think he might have been partly concussed too. Like I've definitely seen Manny concussed a couple times. I think at un unsanctioned, and I'm I'm pretty sure it was this one. But again, it's happened a few times. Pretty sure that was the one he was also concussed at. Um, poor Manny is just there with like his ear hanging off after the show, and we're all celebrating. He's bleeding everywhere, and we're we like a lot of us went to like party after and manny poor manny just had to go to the hospital <laughs> and get his ear like attached so they saved the ear you know he can fully hear his ears there everything's good but um that's something off the top of my head there's for sure probably so many fucked up many stories otherwise but yeah <laughs> he he told that story on on another show that i do and he just got taken to the hospital and he, he's like yeah kevin owens like texted me right after that he's like manny I saw your ear got cut. Are you okay? He's like, yeah, just, just another day. Like, I'm good. Yeah, yeah just another day in the life of PCP Manny. But yeah. <laughs> uh, Katrina, we play a game here called Partner Promo or Punch in the Face. You pick, uh, I've got three names for you. You're going to pick whether you are a tag team partner to them, if you have a promo off in the ring, or if you punch them in the face one-on-one. -on -one. Here we go. <laughs> okay. Casanova Productions Edition. Shane Hawk, Matt Viviani, JT producer. Who are you going to partner promo and punch in the face? Oh, God. Okay. Uh, punch in the face, Matt Viviani. <laughs> Sorry. Um, promo, Giordano. And partner with, of course, Andrew, because Andrew's just the best. And he's like, I love Andrew. He's the best coach, best support in the world. I seriously wouldn't be here where I am without him. I almost feel like I'm partnering with him, like mentally in a way because he helps me out so much and i'm always asking him so many questions that he's always kind of in my corner anyway you know what i mean so for sure <laughs> yeah he's a very I, special guy we've had him around our, on our show a few times can't say a negative thing about shane hawk about andrew yeah he's great See, so that, that was gonna be that was gonna be my last question is could you say something negative about shane hawk because all the, there's always these nice people spencer love one of the nicest people in the world 
Andrew, Shane Hawk, one of the nicest people in the world. Let's say, like, is there anything you could say negative about them? Um, I think I'd only ever say negative things because we're joking around. So we often insult each other, but you know, obviously we're, we're kidding. And that's the only negative thing I could ever say. And it's only out of love, you know? So, um, I really couldn't, you know, Andrew is really, I think everything a coach should be. And I think at the IWS, most of us realize, um, how lucky we are to have a coach like Andrew, because not only is he just a really great wrestler and really understands how the industry works and guides us through that and how to construct a match and ring psychology and where to put in moves when it makes sense. Um, and also just how to be a good coach and a supportive coach. Not only that, he's just always, always there for us, no matter what, like literally, I don't think I've ever, asked a question that's gone unanswered and i've asked fucking ridiculous shit to andrew at all hours of the day being like i don't know how to approach the situation i don't know how to talk to this guy this way what should i do in this situation like everything you could think of i've asked him and honestly usually within a minute or two he's answered it it's not even like there's a delay he'll usually answer it right away um and he's just always been so so supportive of me and everyone else and he's just everything a coach should be like as a person and as an actual coach so I can never say enough good things about him for real. Before we've we let been, you, oh, go, go, oh, go ahead. No, go I was going to put over Shane Hawk. He's been so kind to us uh, mm-hmm. coming on this show and, and just j- gracious with his time and everything. Yes. We, we don't like saying mean things about people, but sometimes you got to say mean things out of love, you know, out of love. You got to mm-hmm. say mean things about people. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's definitely our relationship. Yeah. <laughs> Before we let you go and let you plug everything. Usually when Andrew's on the show, he says something that gets uh, the uh, the internet and his fellow compatriots riled up. Oh, okay. he's, he's given us a few hot takes that have gotten some uh, some play throughout the Indies. Okay. <laughs> Anything you want to say to the independent wrestlers out there that would get you some, uh, some, some notoriety? Oh, God. Um, I don't know if I'm big enough to put myself in that position yet. Um, you know, maybe in a few years, if I build more of a following, <laughs> you know, uh, maybe, but I'm not, I'm not falling for that one just yet. So, uh, no, I'm, I'm going to not say anything on that one. <laughs> Do they have water at the IWS shows? Um, sometimes, but not always. So it's something we have to go for the tap, which I think there's so much shit, people like running around and there's so many things going on and everyone's always stressed to the gills, um, that it's something that should be thought about, but we're just always running around with our heads cut off. But I guess that is maybe the controversial thing. Don't kill me, Maddie. I'm sorry, but (laughs) maybe, uh, maybe that, maybe that's it. Yeah. Katrina, we want to thank you for your time. You've been fantastic. Uh, go ahead, plug your stuff. Tell people where they can find you and what you got going on. Well, thank you so much for having me. Um, but yeah, you could find me on Twitter at Katrina Creed, which you can see down there right below my name. Um, otherwise, on Instagram, you could follow me at, at cat.creed. Um, and yeah, those are my socials. If not, um, Facebook, Nancy, that's me as well. So. so yeah, I thank you so, so much for having me. I really, really appreciate it. It's been a pleasure and so much fun talking to y'all. That's been a blast. Thank you, Thank you for joining us. I, I said this offline that uh, chatting with you on this stage has been something I've wanted to do since we first met. Oh. And it's great that this is an opportunity for us to do it and talk about uh, a big uh, ring of honor appearance that you had. So this is great. Congratulations. <laughs> and we're looking forward to seeing more from you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Take care guys. Take care. Thank you, Katrina. Have a good day. You too. Bye. Bye-bye.
There you go. The one and only Katrina Creed. That was a uh, good chat. Joel, you're immediately burying her Mario Kart skills. This is why people don't like you, Joel. I got a nice I got a nice text from from Andrew just now, so there's that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he's such a he's such a kind guy. Such a kind guy. He is. Everyone should aspire to be to be a good person, and especially in the wrestling world where not everyone is. It's good to know that some people uh, yes. really are loved and beloved in this industry. Yeah. So there we go. Uh, but thanks again to Sam Vallely and thanks to Katrina Creed this morning for joining us. This has been uh, an interview heavy show, which is something we try not to do. But when given the opportunities, it's always nice to chat with these folks. It is. It is. Um, I mean, we, we sometimes try not to do an interview heavy show. I want to do more interviews if i'm being honest uh usually like stick to one one per show but hey you know we we had we had a week where we like we didn't have like any interviews so sometimes you got to make up make up some ground make up some ground here so you didn't get to ask about creed no i didn't ask about creed i i wasn't sure if i should ask about creed we we you know that was going to be kind of my opening thing uh to to be silly to start off the top but instead we did social media uh and workout stuff to be silly on there so i didn't want to go like all silly because we gotta we gotta get a little bit of information about wrestling i guess we got we got topical and then we had fun with it it was a good good chat really enjoyed having her on um and yeah i really again it's been so strange just giving you my personal experience with katrina she just kind of like popped up and suddenly was like on all the shows and working hard and like that is the type of wrestler that you really take stock of and you really pay attention to so when i found out that she was going to be working the ring of honor tapings i was like hell yeah that's someone who deserves it and someone that i i really did look forward to talking to and and again got the chance to today so well, i'm sure we'll have her back again uh before we know it so it's good stuff what do we got joel we got we got smackdown old, we got punk we didn't we, we didn't talk about oh go ahead well, no, we, we do. We got to talk about the punk stuff. We got to talk about the CM Punk's decision. But now it kind of becomes even more of a conversation because of the interview that dropped today from SI with Seth Rollins, where he did talk about punk. You did the bulk of the transcriptions that the aggregate accounts are going to start pulling from. Uh, talk to me about that. I haven't had a chance to read the SI article or, or, or the SI uh, interview. What? Give me the gist of it. Give the, give the people here the gist of it. So Jimmy, Jimmy Trina is a really good uh, interviewer. He does the SI Media Pod. Seth has been on there a lot of times. Roman's been on there. A lot of people, a lot of wrestlers has been on there. So he's very familiar with wrestling and how it works and everything. He's not just some random guy who doesn't understand this stuff. He does. Um, he knew. He was like, gotta talk about CM Punk. He's like, yep, we gotta talk about CM Punk. They really went into it. I don't know how much like Jimmy was even like, I don't like asking if it's real or fake, but like, or if you're working, are you shooting brother? But like, are you working? Or are you shooting? Uh, and Seth, Seth is clearly working a little bit, but he's also being honest. I did find Seth honest. The one part that I wasn't sure like how honest it was is when he was like, he said he knew punk was coming back when his music hit. That's when he found out. And you know, the report was kind of everyone kind of found out just before they went out there, which I kind of believe, but I think Seth was trying to work a little bit on there. He's like, that was my real reaction. That was raw emotion and everything. And do I think Seth was like not happy about this? Yes. Do I think he played it up a little bit? 
also, yes. He talked about his kind of grievances with Punk. He did mention Cocabana. He said there's just he said Punk is kind of a hypocrite. Kind of like he he talks about wanting to give back to wrestling and then doesn't. Is selfish. Does things for himself. Is kind of talked bad about people like me. Called me a bootlicker. Talked bad about people like Cocabana. He was asked about working with Punk, and he said, "Like I'm down the men fences. I'm down to make it work. Like I'm in the business of doing business, which we know Seth to be truthful about because of the the Riddle stuff, where." He didn't have a great relationship with Riddle, but if there's money to be made, Seth is going to be making money. I got more excited for a Seth and Punk feud after this because you can tell Seth is, he understands that this is a business and you got to make money off of this. And he's, he's down to do good business. And you can tell there is some genuine animosity he uses the word animosity he didn't use the word hatred use the word animosity you can tell there's some genuine animosity but he's also smart enough to know this is an opportunity to make some money why wouldn't we make this money here i do think there is part of seth that uh that isn't pleased that punk is there that it probably looks at it is like wait a second we're in this hot period we're in this hot period partially because of me, because of all I've done for the last year. We're in this hot period because of guys like Roman, because kind of the same thing with Cody. And WWE was not as hot as when Cody came in, right? They weren't as hot back then. Um, but when Cody came in, I do think Seth was genuine and like he comes in, I don't he's taking spots from me and all this time I've worked for this. And here he comes just walking right into the, this opportunity. I don't, that doesn't sit well with me, but him and Cody as professionals worked it out, did business. I think it's going to be the same thing with punk really good interview. Uh, if you, if you can listen to it, do it's like the punk stuff is like legitimately the first like 18 minutes of the entire interview, just nothing but punk stuff. And yes, I did transcribe it all. And the engagement accounts are going to take my hard work. At least you still get paid. I mean, I guess, but like, I don't get paid by the transcription. That's true. Listen, you do a lot of hard work. I don't need to, I don't need to downplay the amount of work you do on the website. And if I got paid by the transcription, I'd probably make more than if I just, because like, if I got paid a dollar per minute of word that I transcribed, oh, oh, what is this? The world Titan Federation hotline? make way way more way more i transcribe all the interviews we do and stuff i could sit back i I could listen to a hundred minutes of podcast stuff a day it's a hundred dollars per day done knock it out that's it that's two hours of my day just transcribing stuff and then i'm done for the day don't have to worry about anything else i'm good all right let's that's the job i should aim for i should do the transcriptions I mean, you, you don't get paid by the word, though. Nope. Why well, Solomon was saying, I think this is a continuity of Seth's gimmick of guys taking food off his plate. And this is something that you kind of alluded to. That's Cody came in, same conversation. Uh, doing this with Punk now is is not a bad shout. A few years later, there's uh, there's some good working in there. I wouldn't hate that being part of the, the gimmick. Yeah. And he's kind of worked that in there. And I think we're going to get a Seth and Punk feud. I mean, that seemed to be where it was going 
right when Punk came back, I think that was part of Seth's reaction. I think that's a feud a lot of people want. And I think Seth is a guy, he's a trustworthy guy in that sense, right? Like Roman, not that, not to say anybody else is a trustworthy, but we know Seth will do good business. We know Seth is a professional. We know Seth is a barometer and a measuring stick for this kind of stuff. It was like, okay, if you can't make it work with Seth, what are we doing? We could, because we know Seth's track record. What are we doing? If you can't make it work with him. So I think that's why it's going to be a early feud for things. A, a guy like Roman doesn't really need to do it. Roman's where he's at on, on the packing order. Randy might be somebody you could do it with drew, maybe somebody, but Seth is the world heavyweight champion. Yeah. There's, there's meat on that bone and you're right. If you can draw, if you cannot draw money with Seth, then what are we doing here? But there's a good story. There's built-in longevity. There is a lot that you can play from. Um, the Someone brought up in the chat the uh, Drew promo, kind of what Drew alluded to on Monday about, you know, getting fired, coming back. Da, da, da. I think a lot of people also didn't realize that, like, Drew Galloway did a very similar thing. He didn't get – well, he got, he got fired, but he didn't get fired yeah. with costs. He left WWE. And then he went and reinvented himself, went elsewhere, went to Impact, went to the Indies, went to ICW uh, in in Scotland and did progress and all that. Won the championships, changed his entire physique, his entire look, and he came back. And I love that that was a very tongue-in-cheek reference from, from Monday night, that you do all that and you can just come right back in. And that's the perfect thing about Drew and this character he's, say, he's doing, is that like he's he's being a little you know, a little twerpish and it works. It looks good. So I just want to shout that out real quick. Different scenarios though, right? Drew got fired. 100%. He didn't yeah. walk out. And then Drew put in a lot of work to, to reinvent himself, to, to get in better shape. He got fined a lot by Brian Danielson to get into the shape that he got in. He showed his professional elsewhere. <laughs> CM Punk did about, that was certainly a, a, he left, but he left on, his terms he came back to wrestling on his terms he got fired kind of on his terms <laughs> the way he got fired <laughs> molly bell mentioned that the other day she was like uh because the 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 media call with with sean michaels he kind yeah. of alluded to that and molly was like i don't know if that's true and i'm just like well no going down swinging is kind of like leaving on your own terms <laughs> yeah. he didn't have to throw punches backstage and stuff he did that press conference on his terms like he kind of did it on his terms yeah i don't know if he expected to get fired from it but it certainly wasn't of like oh like getting released the way drew galloway drew mcintyre got released that wasn't his terms he was the chosen one and then budget cuts or creative has nothing for you that's not your terms getting released punk it was his terms. It wasn't good terms, but it was his terms the way he went out. Yeah. The more the illusion is just like, oh, if you change yourself completely, you can come right back. And it's like, well, no, it's kind of what you did. <laughs> it's it's similar but different. And I like that there was there's enough to play with there that it would make sense. Uh, going back to Punk, he's going to be on SmackDown tonight. They're doing tribute to the troops. If there's one thing that CM Punk loves, it's the troops. And he is going to make his decision as to which brand he will be exclusively appearing on. Given that yeah. Randy Orton shows, well, that, that's the the rumor. They're going to be presenting the contracts again. They're going to be they're going to make a decision. I don't know if he's going to be making the decision on this one because they, he's going to be on Raw next week as well. I, I think it could be the decision could be on Raw. I don't know if they want to do back to back 
decision weeks. I think this is going to be a courting week, and then Raw might be the actual decision. Yeah, that's fair. I just remember on Raw they were mentioning, I hope they try to sign them to SmackDown, and I was like, oh, they're going to try and do the thing on SmackDown that they did on Raw. But you're right, they're probably going to play it back to Raw, and that's fine. Uh, CM Punk on Raw just makes sense after you gave Randy Orton to SmackDown. There's just there was enough there to do that. It makes sense, and also Raw's in Cleveland, um, and Cleveland was where he did not show up after the Rumble, so you can tie it all back together of like, this is the building that I did not show up and leave, now this is the building that I'm going to sign with Raw slash or SmackDown. So I think I think tonight's going to be, it's Punk on Fox, let's try to boost the ratings with uh, Tribute to the Troops as well, and then it, make your offer all this make your offer pierce decision comes on on smackdown or on raw sorry yeah uh yeah punk on smackdown just makes sense just for boosting the ratings doing a thing probably tease a a Heyman, you know segment they'll do something (laughs) and they're not again they just want to put you in the mindset that it can and might and will happen eventually but like you need the tension maybe even Heyman. Shaking his hand and just being like, welcome back. And Punk just being like, wise man. And then walks away. Easy as that. I think that's I think that's like the most you might get. Because they're doing LA Knight and Randy Orton against Jimmy and Solo. Um, Roman seems pretty locked on what he's going to kind of do. I don't think Punk and Roman is going to be an immediate thing. Roman's supposed to be back next week, but I do think that I don't even know if I do like a welcome back type thing. And this, unless Roman comments on it, it's like, what the hell are you doing talking to this man? What are we doing? Uh, we, we ain't talking to this guy who abandoned us. We ain't doing that. But I do think there might be a maybe they meet each other, Jimmy and Solo step in. And then everybody just kind of cooler heads go goes elsewhere. I do think we will get some type of punk Heyman little tease there, though. Yeah, they got to do some interaction, something something that just makes you know it's there. Uh, other than Punk on Friday Night SmackDown, Charlotte Flair takes on Oscar. That's a match that we haven't ever seen before, uh, so we're looking forward. Hashtag bow down, Queen wins again. There we go. Shades of WrestleMania 34, everybody's favorite WrestleMania, uh, man. Nakamura was just the star of that show. Dick Kikamura. Dragon Lee takes on Santos Escobar, and Bobby Lashley takes on Karrion Cross, who's back. The United States title tournament begins. We still don't know who the NXT representative is. They haven't announced it. I still think it's going to be the winner of Nathan Frazier and Axiom from the deadline uh, pre-show match. They will make that the thing. I think Axiom's going to be the guy. Okay. But other than that, that's what's on the tag match you mentioned. Curious with Dragon Lee, because uh, he's facing, you know, Wesley, a very unfortunate injury. Yeah. Wesley, by the way, he's going to be out like 12 months, eight to 12 months. Um, so best wishes to him in his recovery. Uh, you know, Dragon Lee's challenging for the title, challenging Dominic for the title. Now as part of this tournament. He shouldn't beat Escobar. Maybe I, Dominic probably interferes in this match, right? To help Escobar help set up dragon lee dominate for tomorrow they can plug deadline and everything it feels like a dominic interference match if it's not that then dragon lee wins and then dom mysterio takes him out dragon lee can lose in the second round because that way dragon lee looks 
good, but then loses. You ain't fucking. You you can't beat Escobar. No, you can't beat Escobar. That's fair. I again, I want the world for Santos Escobar, and I said it ever since you know before the turn when I said the turn should happen. Thought it would be a little later, but here we are. So yeah, okay, I can see Escobar beating Dragon Lee again. Why not? Yeah, you you can't beat Escobar. I think it's probably a Dominic interference, and then Dragon Lee and Dominic gets a gets a little extra heat going into deadline tomorrow. They can't beat Escobar clean. I understand like you don't really want Dragon Lee to lose right before he's about to challenge for the NXT North American title. They were put in a difficult situation because of the Wesley injury. Dragon Lee made sense as a challenger for Dominic Mysterio for deadline. It just happened. He was also part of this U.S. title tournament. Um, Yeah, it's probably a Dominic interference. I think that's the best pivot here. Cross and Lashley is so interesting to me because we haven't seen Karrion Cross in a while. It's interesting in like why and like who. Bobby has been mentoring, uh, what's her face? Uh, Brianna. Oh, Brianna. Yeah, sorry. Brianna. BFAP, thank you. I was trying to think of her her gimmick name. She so he's been mentoring BFAP, and then Cross has Scarlet. And I'm wondering if those two women are going to interact at all. If there's going to be some play to Cross getting the win by like taking out BFAP, and then I, I think it's going to be a mishmash finish. And then Karen Cross is going to win. Is this the night where AJ Styles comes back? That's another person on the table because that was a carrying cross feud that was talked about. Uh, yeah, it's interesting, but it's again, that's where the interest is. It's not even in the match itself. It's just in the, wow, these two guys, they've, they've, they've been kind of on and off literally. I'm glad you're interested in it. I mean, it's going to be like a one, maybe two segment match. <laughs> Let's face it. All the, all these matches are one or two segments. I think, I think Bobby just wins and that's that. Like I I don't or think you're getting cross. I don't think you're getting this great uh let's do an interaction between B Fab and, and Scarlet. Maybe this is a kickoff for Karrion Cross and like he gets some new material out of it and a new feud and Lashley's the feud, but I don't know. I don't know. I did Cross is where he's at. That's it. Yeah, that's it. God, that's sad. Anyway, uh, let's let's. I guess that's it. I mean, is there anything else that uh, we really need to to touch on from this week? No, it's our show, Joel. We can talk about whatever we want. I know that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> collision tomorrow? You excited for collision? Yeah, you know, deadline I, it happened. Deadline? Well, no, I'm going to final resolution. Final uh, resolution the impact also- show. That's, that's another matches for matches sake show. So I'm looking forward to that. Steve Macklin will not be there. So I will walk around freely without fearing for his life. Um, here's, here's, here's what you should do, Joel. Here's what you should do. Jump in the ring at the beginning of final resolution on, on well, while the show started after the show. Started, yeah. I figured it's, and yeah, just yeah. call, call Steve Macklin a coward and see how that works for you. Okay. Okay. I can do that. I'm going to do that. Yeah. You know what? Watch the show. I'm going to, I'm going to do it. Okay. Or, or maybe during like Diana's Diana's match, do that. Yeah, like just just yell out like during when it's like a down period. Yell out, your husband's a coward. I actually would love to do that. <laughs> oh God! All right, what's uh? Is there anything else? Is there anything else? We're we're done here. MLW, did you you covered that show? Oh yeah, let's talk about MLW. Richard Holiday is back. He's gonna take on Alex Kane sometime soon. 
That's a big deal. I like it. I Kings like of Coliseum. That's January. Yeah, there you go. I'm excited for that. Maybe maybe Richard Holiday will make an appearance on this show to promote the show. MLW has been very kind to us with uh, giving us a few talents to talk to. Uh, but yeah, let's talk about that. Rocky, of course, had a standout match as well. Uh, the, the finish with Mascara Dorado where he took off the mask. That was good what stuff. What a dick Rocky Romero is. What a Lucha Libre finish. I loved it. Uh, the MLW show was was like good. Um, the WTF stuff is funny to, to me. Like, I don't know if it's I'm the only one who pops for it. I do think that the the ending last night was a little awkward. Like Richard Holiday returning, and then here comes MSL to like, hey, sign with WTF, sign this match. I was like, eh, could we not just leave it at Richard Holiday returning and then we can do like a kind of courting type of thing? I thought that was a little bit much on there but i'm glad richard holiday is 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 back um you know i i think he fits in that environment well i'd like to see him elsewhere and see what he could do but maybe the just the offers weren't there he what he didn't like what was presented to him and so he decided to, to go back to mlw hammerstone confirmed he's a free agent at, at january uh i imagine i haven't checked the spoilers but i know they were advertising hammerstone and fatu they did hammerstone and fatu they did a big angle last night i'm so i imagine that fatu wins and hammerstone goes off and does wherever he's going um yeah that, that was the, the 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 hotline was very funny i love the ad for the wtf hotline that was funny uh them throwing bread at kojima was very funny too with tom lawler kojima and tom lawler had a, had a fun match a little surprise cardona lost like the wtf guys kind of took some l's last night but then i guess in the end they won because they're gonna sign they signed richard holiday it was it was a fun little show it went it went by pretty quickly there's some stuff i would have changed uh to enhance my experience but otherwise like it was a, it was a fun fun little show for those who watched it on on fight plus and yeah maybe we'll we'll have holiday on before kings of coliseum should have kojima on to talk about all that bread being pelted at him from the uh the crowd i would the- i interviewed kojima at uh nwa many years ago um it was yeah i've i i didn't i did an interview with kojima yeah it was they tried the to gaming, do the the gaming kojima <laughs> yeah they tried to do kojima's trending and it turns out like it wasn't that kojima i was like man they do look dumb in some instances i matt striker is just like dumb <laughs> uh oh that, that that part wasn't wasn't great um but yeah otherwise i interviewed kojima nwa i interviewed rich richard holiday i told him this because he was at wrestlecade and he did an interview with sean i don't know when that's gonna run it's it's almost outdated now because he's back in mlw and they talked about like mlw and uh uh i don't know when that's gonna run but i told rich i was like you're my first interview at fightful I don't, I, cause I wanted to do more interviews and I reached out to Sean. I was like, Hey, can I, like, how do I do this? Cause I know what I was doing. And he's like, well, here's some like contacts, you know, you can kind of just reach out to PR people, see who, and I reached out to MLW. I was like, Hey, do you guys got a show coming up? Do you want to, can we do some interviews? And they gave me Richard holiday and not Richard Holiday was my first interview at Fightful. This is back when he was doing dynasty stuff with MJF and Hammerstone and everything. And I told him that, and he, he seemed very appreciative of that. I was very appreciative that, of that interview so i'd like to have richard holiday on it'd be fun yeah well we'll 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 see if we can make it happen i'm now more than ever 
Uh, but yeah, the, the interview with Sean is going to be funny to watch now. <laughs> he asked, he, he was like, do you want to bury MLW? And Richard Holliday is like, I've been waiting to bury MLW. And then he's like, but I can't. Like, they were very, very nice to me. And then, you know, two weeks later, he's back in the company. Man, so you almost gave me, go ahead. I was going to say, and maybe he'll join WTF and then they can bury MLW. Yeah, we can do that. I mean, he has joined WTF. He took the hat. That's true. Yeah. Maybe he'll burn the hats, make his own faction. See, it w- there was an awkward ending last night because, like, Alex Kane grabbed the mic afterward and was like, "Hold on here," and then the show just like ended. And I don't know if like it was a promo for the live his- crowd. It was an exclusive. Yeah, but like, I don't know if like he was just a beat early on it, and so like it just came off like awkward. If you were watching on television, it's like, "Oh, fuck!" Did he say? Um, so it was it was an awkward closing. Honestly, like I, I thought. Thought they just could have done that a little bit differently. Um, when you when we had Katrina on, and you mentioned Shane Hawk gives headlines, and you know, is there anything you want to say that'll you know put your name out there? You almost gave me an idea of like you, you've done well. I hate I hate giving you any credit, but you've done well with partner promo punch. You almost gave me an idea. We kind of did this with Rocky too. Of like, what if we do? What if we do clickbait? This, this is going to be a new question. We ask of like, can you give me a clickbait headline out of this? Just say say something like, you know, Chris Jericho is the worst wrestler of all time. Like, give me a give. Do you think this will work? Like, can we do this? I think it really depends on who we have. Yeah, and and who's given us the interview. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think like. like it would definitely be who who we have because we've we've developed relationships with some people who like yeah. they they'll they'll they understand they get it like and they might give us like a clickbait kind of thing. Um, we would but have then to there are other it. people. But we do it like the the article will be like clickbait colon and then the the thing or would it just be the the thing? I don't know. It's a, it's a it's something that we got to kind of workshop a little bit because I literally oh. just thought of it as you were talking to Katrina and like kind of setting her up for that last bit, I was like, Oh, this would be something fun. Um, so yeah, I, we'd have to, I have to workshop it a little bit. We got to get people who we're comfortable with, and then I can workshop it with them. And then I can try it on, you know, people who were, were a little less, a little less comfortable with like, you know, if like Cole, Cole Radrick comes back on the show or, oh, yeah, or do Vinny yeah. or somebody oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah. those are, those are pals. So that I think we can try it out on them and then we can uh, try it out on different people. Seth Rollins, uh, would you like to give us a clickbait <laughs> headline? <laughs> and that was our last ever WWE interview. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would, that would be the end of it there. I got in trouble for writing a clickbait Seth Rollins headline. Not, it wasn't clickbait, but like Grand I didn't get in trouble. Grand closing. <laughs> I didn't get in trouble. Uh, it was when Seth was on out of character with Ryan Satin. And like uh, that was a very newsworthy. Seth Rollins does good interviews. Very newsworthy interviews. RIP to that show. It's a great show we did. Friday yeah. noon. Mm, good. Well, Saturdays. We, we dropped it Saturday. We recorded Friday mornings. It was yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Now we do this show, but Seth Rollins very good. But like you know, a lot of people ran a lot of stuff from that article and uh, or from that interview, 
and like sat and was like, here, the full interview type of thing. Like, this is out of context, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, it's out of character, Ryan, not out of context. Boo. Anyway, we've gone too far. It's time to go home. Jeremy, plug the stuff. Let's go. No, man. Just leave a thumbs up, subscribe to the channel. Don't follow Jeremy. You can catch uh, Coexisting with Rob and Maggie at 3 p.m. Eastern. And we'll be back on Monday. Who knows who will be here, but we will be. And we'll be with you. Scott Stapp is going to be here. Wow. He's going to take us higher? Could you imagine if I got him on the show? Buddy, I get you. I can get it. Let's go. Do you think I could? Do you think we could? Do you think we could get Scott Stapp? You can try. You can absolutely try. I can try. I want to put together a list of musicians who are also big wrestling fans, but not the ones that like you typically see, like not the ones that you see front row at a wrestling show on television. I want like, I want to find out that like, I don't know, Billy Joe Armstrong from green day is like a huge wrestling fan, but like not a big, you know, keeps it, keeps it on the DL. I well, wanna... he's, he's awake now. So we can maybe get him. September's That's over. He's September awake. is far from over. It's far, yeah. far over. Uh, yeah. And so are we. But anyway, we'll, we'll we'll get there. That's so many ideas we have for this show. Y'all need to watch it and tell your friends about it. We do have a lot of ideas. It's it's uh, it's upsetting how many ideas we have. Um, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna Scott Stapp on Monday, everybody. <laughs> wow, look at us planning that 10 a.m. Eastern, and we'll be here again on Monday. Uh, are we done? Uh, can I do it? I am at Joel Pearl, J O E L P E A R L. Ladies, gentlemen, friends, beyond the binary. We'll see you in the next one. We'll, we'll, Scott Stapp, we will welcome you with, our with arms wide open.